attention. The movie guys love movies. Any jokes made about the obvious lack of ethnic diversity in this year's Academy Award nominees are purely for entertainment purposes only. Guess you'll have to wait until next year, Cameron Diaz and Tom Cruise. Cruise. <laughs> I think it's pronounced Cameron Diaz. Diaz. I, if Diaz. I'm correct, they're both Diaz. still waiting, aren't they? <laughs> has, that, has either been Tom nominated or anything. won? Oh, Tom's been nominated. Yeah. Well, he's been nominated three, three times. Cruise. But he hasn't won. Just How about Cameron? I don't believe. So. Wait, yeah. uh, no, I don't believe so. Uh, no, no. <laughs> that no. Wait, in her shoes. No. What would no. she have been nominated for? The mask. The mask. I was <laughs> Night and day. They both should have gotten nominated for night there and day. There you go. That's right. true. That is a great movie. That Tom Cruise's best shot was uh, Jerry Maguire. Rain Man. Oh, Jerry Maguire. Yeah. Oh, Rain Man. Oh yeah. Yeah. He wasn't nominated. He was Hoffman won for that. Hoffman uh, stole the show in that. Yeah. Yeah, that's the thing. But go back and watch that's, that movie. He really should have been nominated. Yeah, He's Tom Cruise great. is pretty good in that movie. And his voice is exceptionally high, too. It is! <laughs> Shut up! Underwear? His underwear? It's <laughs> in that Are you right? It's hilarious. <laughs> Shut up, Raymond. Hey. He is answering a question from a half hour ago. Oh, God, he's hilarious. <laughs> what a great movie. In all fairness, he hadn't gone through puberty yet. So, <laughs> Is that movie dated? I hope not. No, good. I saw it just the other day. No, it can be stuck in the '80s. Some of these movies, so I'm glad. Uh, I'm glad to hear that. Now I will watch the shit out of that again as soon as possible. Hey, welcome everybody to the uh, movie showcast, part of the vast and sprawling movie guys empire. And we're not even supposed to be here today. <laughs> You've reached ground zero for all things movies and comedy. We bring the two together right here on our show every week with rants, sketches, previews, characters, jokes, bits, special guests, and more. You can expect that in the next hour or so as we broadcast from the Admiral's Club in the heart of Burbank Airport's flyover zone. Now, if you're new to the power of the Movie Showcast, you can catch us on iTunes, SoundCloud, and YouTube. Just search the Movie Showcast or the Movie Guys, and we come right up. And don't forget, we are also available on WBAD Radio at WBAD.net, Fridays at 4 p.m. Eastern. That's 1 Pacific. And as always, please subscribe where possible. Tell your friends, share and like posts and videos and all that stuff at the Movie Guys on Twitter and on Facebook and YouTube, wherever you find us. My name is Paul Preston. I am your host here with the roundtable of usual suspects, Adam Witt, Lee Caius, and Karen Volpe. Hello. We'll be joined later in the show by this week's guest, an actor and voiceover guy who, is, who has his own show on YouTube called The Money in the Bank Show, John Roca. Money, yes, Money in the Bank. And given this week's new release, uh, we have uh, in studio once again, Hunky Frankenstein. So excited. I'm excited about that. I did so my hair for, for the, the uh, it's been a while. for that segment because I think it's very cute. If this show has a Hans and Franz, it's definitely Hunky Frankenstein. <laughs> Karen, he, he prefers to be referred to as Hunky. Oh, cute. I can't wait to see Hunky. There are no Sorry. cute Frankensteins. <laughs> but we begin with our signature movie previews as Manuary continues. Manuary. Sorry, ladies, no uh, no romantic comedies. I Frankenstein is not... Uh, not so much, no. You would think it would be, but... I know, gothic, sadly. romantic. It doesn't get more mannish than that movie. Fans of iRobot right. and iClaudius, get excited. It's I Frankenstein. Frankenstein. The rumors are true. It's true. Unbelievable. What I was given life 200 years ago... Like none other. You can Ooh. almost hear Aaron Eckhart's. You can almost hear, and it must have filtered it out. But you can almost hear him phoning it in. I mean, I actually, you can actually <laughs> hear the actual it mouthpiece. Sounds a little like it's bit, coming right? through yeah. a phone. Yeah. <laughs> they have an ISDN line to his bedroom. That's true. Now, That's these underworld quality. movies are big hits, right? I mean, I've never seen any of them. Underworld. I'll, I'll, I'll confess, I haven't seen one. Oh wait, I watched Awakening. 
Underworld. I don't know which that one that is. Matter. But is yeah, that the one with Robin Williams? It's one they brought Kate. I like that. He plays a doctor. Yes, I, I like that, that one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's right. The the werewolf is they thought thought the werewolf was retarded, <laughs> right. but or special, and then all turns of a sudden, out it was Robert De Niro. Yeah. All of a sudden, it's fine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> No, he's a guy. Turns into a werewolf. Yeah, turns into Robert De Niro. Right. Right. I'd watch that. And his nose is a horn. Coincidentally, the only way to kill Robert De Niro is with the stake through the heart. They found a way to, <laughs> to cure your lichenism. Yeah. So can you, if you, on Werewolf Book, can you liken that? <laughs> hey, if you're wondering why I'm wearing sunglasses, those of you watching on YouTube, um, I have extremely red Sith Lord-like eyes today. I just, uh, I, I did not have a good week. They're all the rage, though, Paul. They say, yeah. and everyone I've told about the stomach flu yeah. says, oh, yeah, I had that. Yeah. Or they know, like, oh, my yeah. son had that. Oh, two weeks ago, that was me. Uh, is, it, it, is it more? I mean, because if it got to me, I never have this. It, it, it's getting around. Yeah, somebody at my office came, did not come in today because they had the uh, mass evacuation at both ends. Ooh. Everybody how, out. That's, so that's how it works, dude. So that's going on. Everybody too. out. Yep. Yeah, yep. what happened to Paul at the movie guy's writing meeting? Yeah. <laughs> that was the quickest transition I've ever seen. We're sitting there working on something. Yeah, and then we'll do this. And Paul goes, you know what? I don't feel very well. I'm leaving. And he was out the door <laughs> yeah. that second. We're yeah. like, and, I mean, we all sat there stunned for a second like, if he feels that sick, and then we jumped up and grabbed the the spray bleach, <laughs> and we just started spray bleaching everything, and then uh, we opened all the windows to clear it out, because we're like, if, if Paul got sick that quick, because you were just out the door. I'm fine and then, now. And then from downstairs, because we have all the windows open, we hear... <laughs> I, was water, I was watering the planters. Oh, yeah. But it was like, as soon as Paul left, left the, the apartment, it was like, somebody hit the panic button, the red light started flashing, <laughs> we started running up, yeah. hazmat suits came <laughs> out, did he touch yeah. the popcorn, put the glass over there, put this in the sink. So good. I also bring this up. So I also bring this up to say that that is why this showcast is a day later than usual for, for a lot of you who you may be uh, subscribing sure. to us on iTunes. There may be some people clamoring and they didn't get their fill. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Well, listen, you know, it's because we're unique. A lot of shows pride themselves on just coming on the air here and gabbing, right? But we're comedians, you know, so, yep. so just like them. And that part is interesting. We can all do that. But at The Movie Guys, we pride ourselves on bringing you original content. You'll find that in our previews and sketches, etc. But once every couple of months or so, we do feel the need that we should bring the public some movie news. Mm-hmm. And we're going to do that now. But before we tell you of the latest Hollywood news, here is some news of our own. <laughs> We put out a video today on YouTube announcing that we will be part of this year's Phoenix Film Festival, and it is official. Yay, us! That's Yay. exciting. We've done it. Yeah, pretty exciting. We're going to be a presence there, hosting and you know, Q&As. Paul, not anybody can put a video on YouTube, so <laughs> that's, that's, that tells you how big this is. It's a big deal. It's a big deal. Uh, we're going to be doing, hosting some of the Q&As, maybe moderating a panel. I'm not sure about, about that, but... but Pre-show entertainment we'll be doing. We'll be doing this very podcast from there as well. So it's uh, all, all manner of mayhem will be uh, will be uh, brought up there. As, yeah, we'll uh, probably as be I, doing some of our movie previews for some of those movies, and you know, kind of perhaps. do our little preview yeah. of, of of what's going on in the festival. It'll be fun to do. Yeah, and so if you uh, haven't seen our video, go to themovieguys.net and you'll find it there because uh, the film selections come out in February and. Then we'll announce those as well to Great. see which films Great. are the ones to keep an eye on when you get there. And I hear this fest is a huge party. That's what's exciting for us is not only do we work it out that we're going to go and be part of this festival, but I've never been. And filmmakers who go, go back even when they don't have a film in the fest because it's just such a party and a cool place to hang out. So yeah. that's what I'm looking for. That's cool. To. We should set up our mics in one of their green rooms and just bring the filmmakers through and just make a whole 
other podcasts. It's just whoever comes to the green room. That's the deal. We'll have yeah. a, we'll have a, a table there at the main pavilion, and yeah, we can do that all the time. We yeah. might even have a little step and repeat. We can do some interviews and have all sorts of fun. Yeah, we'll so, do some videos from there too. Yeah. Bring, so the Phoenix yeah. uh, Film Fest folks have been really nice, and as it goes along, we'll figure out exactly what we're doing. But we're pretty psyched to be fun. there. Fun. Yeah. I'm excited just to get out of the garage. <laughs> <laughs> that we'll, will be exciting. We'll be in our element there. I think. I do want to s- just one bit of warning though for everyone Uh-oh. who does attend the Phoenix yes. Film Festival. Phoenix is a very dry heat, so bring moisturizer. <laughs> <laughs> I. For one, like to stay supple. So, just I have to believe a lot of our people who listen to us have been to Vegas. Same deal. Yeah, ish, <laughs> ish, yeah. Okay, so uh, let's now get on to the Hollywood news in a little segment based on a page at themovieguys.net called The Latest. Oh, yeah. All right, what is shaking and baking in Hollywood? Our first story. Jesse Plemons is rumored to be a lead in the next installment of the Star Wars saga. Now, in case you're unfamiliar with Jesse Plemons, here's a little snippet of some of his earlier work. You are. (laughs) Excellent. That was even shorter than I remember. Oh, should I play that again? Yeah, yeah. You are. I think that was him in Battleship. (laughs) Actually, he might be better known for his resemblance to another very famous actor. The gluconate guy. He's out of a job. (laughs) So let the... (laughs) So let that be less. I love that we go with informant for a Matt Damon drop. I'm so proud of us at that moment. Anybody else? I can't laugh, though, because my ribs are killing Uh, me. But let that uh, be a lesson, you kids. If you can't be the next Matt Damon, then at least you can be the next actor who looks like an already famous actor. Isn't that right, fake Matt Damon? Thoughts, Karen? Well, is it too soon to call him the fake Mark Hamill? Interesting. Lee? With fake Matt Damon becoming the real Jesse Plemons, a long line of actors is in the running for fake fake Matt Damon, rumored <laughs> to be in the lead is Twilight actor Taylor Lautner. Isn't that right? Fake, fake Matt Damon. <laughs> well, there you go. Adam? Well, with George Lucas directing, I- I'm sure Jesse will deliver just as bland and cardboard a performance as Hayden Christensen. Actually, this Star Wars is being directed by J.J. Abrams. Oh, well, in that case, I look forward to seeing it. Ah, discuss. <laughs> <laughs> it's just exciting that there's... A- this is a there's a sequel to Star Wars coming out, y'all. I mean, that's like very exciting. That that makes like every day kind of exciting. Look, I'm a big Star Wars fan. All right, the lead up to Phantom Menace was all right. Sure, that turned into a kind of a turd, whatever. Right. But the st- there were still lightsabers in it. No one can deny me that. You worded it well the other day when you said, <laughs> "Hey, we're getting a sequel to Return of the Jedi." I know. Like, that's pretty cool. That's what I meant. That's yeah. what I was leading up to. Yeah. Oh, I know. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. That's no, cool. that's exactly it. It's like, wow, we haven't had one. I think it's understandable. It's interesting to. I think it's understandable if everyone is very suspicious. It's like you know that it could potentially go horribly wrong. Before we never, I never thought it could go that wrong. See, the thing <laughs> is, I think the source material, obviously, Star Wars, Empire, and Jedi. I think this room would say are pretty good movies, right? Mm-hmm. We those are the ones we enjoy. That source material there that he's working off of is fantastic because the fact that George Lucas couldn't do it that well himself does not say anything against the source material's potential. Like, huge potential. I mean, there's very little done with the Star Wars universe. Star Trek has been, you know, that that that, that has billions of books and, and, you know, movies and 12 different TV shows with uh, 300 episodes apiece and that sort of thing. But Star Wars, there's really, there's just three movies, I mean, six movies, and only three that people count. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Like you just did. Yeah. No, no knock against Jesse Plemons, you know, and the fact that we haven't mentioned him since our jokes in this conversation. But two, <laughs> two things are going well for this. First of all, Lucas should have handed 
handed off the directing reins for the last two prequels. Yeah. As you know, and now that it's going to a new director, that's that's positive. Plus, uh, rumor has it Disney is just hacking away at the expanded Star Wars universe and trying to bring it back down to a very simple. Yeah through line that we can all follow and not go off into these crazy tangents like the animated and the books have all been doing. If you've been to Star Wars California Adventure, is that where they have the Star Wars show? Uh, is there such a thing? Oh, there? like, oh, star, no Star Tours, the ride? No, I'm talking about the live show where Darth Vader comes oh, out. Oh, no, that's at Tomorrowland. Oh, at Tomorrowland. Yeah, yeah. All right, that does have a couple of characters from the other movies that aren't awesome, but I liked that show. So if they would just make that into a movie, it would be better than the first three. Oh, but the Star Tours ride in Disneyland goes to Naboo, a place I would uh-huh. never really want to go again. But when it does, it's awesome. <laughs> that's true. So you can still do something cool with uh, those properties. You know, I think, you know what shows something cool too is that, like I said, like just because Lucas couldn't capitalize on his own universe. But when you watch The Clone Wars, the animated show that uh, that was been on for the last three years, I think it's over now that Disney bought them. That's a great show, and most of the material he's working with is stuff set up in Phantom Menace, Attack of the Clones, and so you're like, even then, he created good enough source material that someone else took it and did something really cool with it. I don't know. <laughs> as much as I was looking forward to the, the prequels, I wasn't really looking forward to the prequels because I kind of wanted to hold on to that fact that you'll never, you will never see those. Yeah. Like, like there's this mystery behind that, and we we can. St- this is where we started. We started at four, and we're going to move forward. So six, seven, eight makes sense to me because this is our, you know, it's a continuation. Yeah. So I'm actually more looking forward to to the sequels than the prequels because I wanted that to remain a mystery. I wanted, and mm, I knew they were going to fuck it up. Yeah. I knew that was going to happen. <laughs> so I think what we're trying to say is congratulations, Jesse Plemons. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm really curious, Paul hasn't seen Breaking thing. Bad to this point, so we can't uh, get specific, yeah, right, right. but I'm really curious how they're going to take that dead-eyed man and make him charming. Mm-hmm. Dead eyes. Still, still in season him four. In Star Wars still movie. in season four. Jesse Plemons. Yeah, he's yeah. dead eyed in that. Oh my god. Yeah, apparently he's in the last two seasons of Breaking no Bad, which I haven't seen. Uh, the Breaking oh. Bad I'm on, he just showed up for the first time. Oh, wow. hello. I know, right? You okay. finished, right? Oh yeah. Uh, I don't want to get into Breaking Bad. Talk, the man but. has dead eyes. Anyway, <laughs> the TV guys will handle Breaking Bad. They yeah. are. They are a reflection of your soul. King. <laughs> yeah. That's all, right, well, all next, I'm saying. <laughs> here's our Paul, next story. He just said that the eyes are a reflection of your soul. Parent, your soul is yes, very my soul bloody is blood right now. <laughs> and uh, mall-like. Good. All right. Uh, next up, Quentin Tarantino has pulled the plug on the production of his latest yeah, movie. Yeah, what a drama. Because apparently the script has been leaked. So he said, no film for you. Someone <laughs> leaked the script to a Holy Tarantino shit. movie. What do you guys think, Lee? Spoiler alert, Samuel L. Jackson plays a badass. Mm, Karen? Let me guess, a lot of people get shot. Adam? Uh, it has a really cool throwback music for its soundtrack. Actually, surprise, guys, this one's about rainbows and unicorns. <laughs> Discuss. Oh. About time. <laughs> uh, do you think that it's just a giant publicity stunt? I have not thought, honestly, I'm not. I, 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 no. Let me start that sentence over again because it was going to sound really shitty and condescending. <laughs> yes. I honestly had not thought about that. Mm. And I'm one of the more cynical know. people in the room. Yeah, I was going to say, that's not shitty to be non cynical. <laughs> <laughs> but does Quentin Tarantino even have a Twitter account? Like, is he, like, playing any of that? I don't know. Yeah, I don't think he's, he's even on Twitter, good. right? Yeah. He's pretty cl- clever. He could have been behind all this. Yeah. In a post-incident bitch session, he said something about giving the script to Bruce Dern, Tim Roth, uh, Michael Madsen, yeah. Reginald Hudlin, and like two other people. He, like, he narrowed it down to six people who he gave the script to. He could be messing with all of them in a giant... A, joke on them. Yeah, but then what? Don't film it and we never get to see why publicize the thing we'll never see. I'll tell you what. what I'm I'm super pissed too because I just watched all those westerns which we talked about when Ted Raymond was on. Like I watched like 12 westerns in a row. Oh, right, right, right. I'm way into westerns right now. I haven't rewatched Django Unchained but 
the thing he was doing was the sort of Magnificent Seven, the like group of badasses. Like it was called the something eight? Hateful Eight. Hateful Eight. Hateful Eight. I have a copy of the script on my phone if you'd like to see it. <laughs> yeah, well, this is the true. development, man. How, how <laughs> much? true. It does exist. I actually do have there. it. Yeah. How in 2014 are we living right now? I mean, Lee has it on his phone. It like was it was leaked me, two yeah. days ago. It was sent to me about an hour and a half before showtime. By Bruce Dern. By no, by <laughs> by my, my best friend in Ohio. You yeah, like a, like a non-industry yeah. goof. Sends me a right? text. Well, He's like, do you want a copy of this? And I'm like, that's absolutely. Why, that is amazing. That's why I think he's that's in on it. Because story. how is he getting it to people like that? I'm not you anything me? against your friend. No, I mean, once it's leaked <laughs> somewhere, Ohio, it's leaked everywhere now. Yeah. That's wow. the whole thing, man. It's... I just want to know how many assistants are being fired right oh. now. <laughs> there's, like, there's like a dozen 20-somethings out of work right now. And with that sort of angry patter, where he kind of doesn't stares off, at, he kind of looks at you and points funny. Because if you if you get, one, get a lot of that in your face right now, there's one you guy you don't want pissed off at you. It's Bruce Dern. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, our last story: the Eli Manning of the comic book movie business, Warner Brothers and DC <laughs> Comics, has pushed Man of Steel two, aka Superman versus Batman one. It's been pushed a whole year from summer 2015 to summer 2016, presumably to avoid competing with the Avengers two. In other news, the Green Lantern sequel stays steady with its release date of never. <laughs> Thoughts, Adam? If you were God and wanted to bless Marvel with only correct decisions and curse DC with all the wrong ones, would the current reality even need a rewrite? No. Lee? <laughs> Does DC somehow feel like they're a little behind by not pre-advertising their next movie since 2008? Yes, they would be behind. Karen? <laughs> this is the soundest business decision that they've made. Wait to see what Avengers 2 does, and then just do that. Why well, try to guess? Yeah, it all seems a little Mac and PC. <laughs> Discuss. Brilliant. I don't think we need to have all that mussing up everything. We should just have Avengers played every weekend all through the I know, summer. I you just want more Robert Downey Jr. And then we'll be fine. Brilliant. That would be about the most amazing summer I could have envisioned as a kid. Avengers 2, what? They already made one. And the <laughs> Justice League movie. And the theaters well, Justice at the same time. But that's where they're going, right? They want to Yeah, yeah Wonder Woman's been cast. Oh, who is it? Uh, uh, it's a chick from Fast and some Furious. Some young hottie, oh, okay. yeah. yeah. An Israeli actress. Oh, she's Asian? escapes me. Israeli. Oh, some young hottie. Some young hottie. Look at Lee. By the way, Movie Guys for Kids is every Saturday morning. Lee hosts that. (laughs) (laughs) And he somehow still slips in a lot of references to Ed Wood. He'll teach you how to fart with your armpit. It's a good time. uh, Yeah, but that's what I always thought about PCs, right? Mac does something cool and PCs, hey, let's us do that. Yeah, you know. So, so now, Avengers give, movie, oh, Justice League movie. But does this give them a chance to get rid of uh, Ben Affleck? Mm. No, no, no. Doesn't put him in. Jeopardy? They, they can't go back on that. The campaign doesn't last longer. More momentum, more torch mm. burning. So well, I, but uh, you know, those critics might be hushed the first time we see him in a picture of Batman, and we're like, well, that's pretty fucking cool. <laughs> Guy's got the jaw. He's got the jaw. He's got the jaw. All right, well, let's get to our first and only release of the weekend, I, Frankenstein. And it looks like he flies, uses weapons, and shoots fire in 3D. Yep, it's Frankie Goes to Hollywood. Adam, let's do this. (laughs) Frankie. Yes, we predicted it. It was only a matter of time since vampires got hot and oily that Frankensteins would follow suit. Well, here comes cinema's latest variation on time-told tales of gothic horror. Yes, 2014 is the year when Frankenstein finally went shirtless. If you like Kenya, come on us. Get caught in the rain. If you're not- the 
title sounds like a setup for so many possible ways this film could go. I, Frankenstein, being of sound mind, declare my last will and testament. I, Frankenstein, take thee, Kim Kardashian. <laughs> I, Frankenstein, swear to tell the truth, the whole truth, and <laughs> Actually, you've probably guessed from the title that this is an update. The latest update in Frankenstein technology, the 5G 64 gigabyte A7 processor Frank I, Frankenstein. Fire bad. <laughs> the only problem with this update... You can laugh out loud, by the way. Yeah, you can laugh out loud. He just lost it, and I wanted... You could verbalize. Thank you. Oh, good. We have a... We have one audience member. Guests in the Movie Guys studio, yes. Feel free to... Feel free to validate us. <laughs> now, the only problem with the update to Frankenstein is that his Maps app has no sense of direction. You have arrived at the mass of angry villagers with pitchforks and torches. <laughs> In the tradition of such hybrids as Abraham Lincoln, Vampire Hunter, and Lee Daniels, the butler, we now have yet another reimagined version of a classic literary figure. In this telling of the famous tale, Frankenstein gets a modern update courtesy of the people that brought you the Underworld series. I, Frankenstein, inhabits the same universe as Underworld because here, too, it seems all light sources only emit blue light. <laughs> Boris Karloff, Bella Lugosi, Lon Chaney Jr., Glenn Strange, and now Thomas Jane joins the list of people who have played Dr. Frankenstein's most famous creation. That's Aaron Eckhart. Yeah, the same thing. He plays Frankenstein now 200 years after being created, and he's had some work done. Stitches have been buffed out, he's had his head deflattened, and a boltectomy. And ladies, he's single. Ooh. <laughs> and it should be noted that, as Adam said, this is Dr. Frankenstein's most famous creation. In fact, this entire movie from the plot on down is grammatically incorrect. <laughs> as we all know from 8th grade English class, the title should be I, Monster. I, Frankenstein's monster, will also be acceptable. Hey, Paul. This movie also stars Bill Nighy. Nah, but he's not the science guy here. No, no, he is not. <laughs> what, would, what, what would a one of these be without a plot line that revolves around a giant war of the ages? Well, I, Frankenstein's got a big-ass war. And what would a one of these be without lots of monsters? I, Frankenstein's plot also involves making hundreds of Frankensteins. Because otherwise, how are they going to include the obligatory a million digital things against a million digital things shot? The best and most descriptive synopsis we could find for this movie describes the plot as Frankenstein finds himself caught in the middle of a centuries-old war between two clans. Ooh, Ku Klux and Wu-Tang? No, gargoyles and demons. Okay, well, plot isn't this film's strong point, and uh, no. neither is acting or directing or special effects for that matter. But I know what's important to Lee. So, Lee... Is this a real movie? Of course it is, Paul. It's based on a book, Mary Shelley's Frankenstein. Actually, her book is nowhere in sight if you look at the credits, so oh. at least you know what you're getting into. But it is based on a graphic novel, so it does qualify as a film. Oh, good. <laughs> based on everything we saw in the preview, I think it's safe to say we have no idea what this movie is about. <laughs> the only thing we can tell from watching the trailer is that Aaron Eckhart is apparently behind on his mortgage. Oh, and stuff blows up. <laughs> to, to give the Twitter generation some perspective on this character, the traditional Frankenstein's monster was pretty much the Hulk. Mm. Big, green, and misunderstood with no vocabulary. Mm -hmm. But this Frankenstein's monster is more like the Terminator, battling some intergalactic Hatfields and McCoys, and likely running his own corporation. Here's a small bit of trivia for you literary types. What is Frankenstein's first name? The answer... Adam. That's right. Adam Frankenstein. Hmm. Now, as an Adam, I am honored, but couldn't they come up with something a little more gothic, like Demeter or Bogdan? He was created in Germany, so maybe a Helmut or a Gunther. Horst. Horst. Horst Frankenstein? <laughs> I would like to see that. Heinrich Frankenstein? <laughs> 
Wilhelm? <laughs> Wach. I mean, if you're going to use Adam, just why not just Steve Frankenstein or Mike Frankenstein? Or Al. Al Frankenstein. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how they did it, but they made the trailer too long. I couldn't wait for the trailer to be over so I could hurry up and not go see this. There you go. That's our preview. Now, that's a movie preview. That's how we preview movies. That is how we do it. Now, one might say that was a little long for I, Frankenstein. <laughs> now I can understand why Paul was sitting there writing at the meeting. Because I missed the meeting because I was homesick with the thing I gave to Paul. You missed nothing. And Paul's sitting there writing. He's writing these jokes. He's like, I can't take it anymore. I'm leaving. Right. And, and I threw up. Threw Too up. much I Frankenstein talk. I left. I puked. I went home. I was wondering halfway through that, how long would this be if there was another movie we had to preview? Yeah. <laughs> it'd be chopped in half. Last week's previews, we had four. They were a page apiece. Yeah, ah, that's good. Very long. Yeah, that you, was you that was every joke we wrote, this. right? You can go on about this, though, right? I mean, it's. I life. honestly have no idea what it is based on everything I've read and everything I've seen. I really can barely piece together the plot. I didn't realize there were multiple Frankenstein's. Uh, you know, I caught that the second time I was watching the trailer. Yeah. He walks through like a whole factory of Frankensteins and I was like, oh my god, it's like, I mean they finally found a way to make them vampires, right? Because he's like, I'm using the technology from you to create an army of something, something, ah, something. Okay. So, yeah. But, it's a gargoyle war. There's flying gargoyles in it. Well, yeah. I mean, that's well, kind of... Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. It's a Frankenstein movie, isn't it? I mean, I love that they tried to go all vampire with this. There's a bunch of Frankensteins, and there and there's a uh, an eternal clash, but it's between gargoyles because Frankenstein really has nothing else in his universe. Like somehow they've put Draculas and werewolves fighting a lot lately, but well, uh, they could have had uh, Frankenstein fight that little girl that he kills by the water. That's a bunch of those. Yeah, like, a, she like Village of the Damned, yeah. little girls. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I remember that the from the book. Idea. He tries to throw a children of the corn in the lake and ah, hangs onto the, the arm the and comes God. back swinging. In the village of the damned kids? <laughs> yeah. oh, Wouldn't that a, be, that's a great that'd be idea. fun to see little girls beating up Frankenstein? That's a great nemesis. I'm glad you brought up the million digital things fighting million digital things. Yeah, it's so funny. There's just way this. too much of that. You know, even if, even if it was a huge battle. You don't need a million versus a million. It, yeah. can look, it can be just as impressive. It's like a bunch of people and it's made yeah. a little more personal. I always like the guy in the suit. I'm mean, Give me six yeah, stormtroopers. The the they suit. scare the crap out of me. Hansel and Gretel, the 3D one. Oh, no shit? Yes, okay. And they have this creature that like helps them along, and it's totally like, I mean, you can obviously tell, just like you can obviously tell anything CGI, but you can obviously tell it's a guy in a suit, but it's so, so much more lovely to see a close-up of a suit that's like got all the, 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 the uh, you know, tube effects like the classic faces of you know like the yeah. you know, dark crystal and stuff like that you know anyway it was just cool it was like mostly a practical movie very little of Hansel and Gretel was digital I, it was amazing like they went to extreme lengths you could tell because there's that sort of flaw that analog has mm -hmm. you know and so but of course there's the flaw that CGI has too anyway then Hansel and Gretel but back get, to the point yes. where Adam was talking about making a million vampires yeah. It seems like this whole movie, they're trying to make him a different character because Frankenstein doesn't really work as this <laughs> yeah. character. Yeah. So let's just give him a bunch of attributes of other things that we know work. Werewolves, Dracula, yeah, yeah. pack vampires. animals. Yeah, pack, exactly. <laughs> All those things you normally associate with Frankenstein. But it right? is kind of cool to yeah. go with gargoyles because that's yeah. kind of like gothic, like a castle. I actually kind of think that's clever. I'm like, I All believe right. there were singing gargoyles in a Disney movie. What was that one? Ooh. Oh, uh, Hunchback, Hunchback Notre Dame. Hunchback, there you go. But that's true. You could just take, like, I want the Pharaoh from the Bible. 
to be an ass-kicking ninja warrior. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> so why not the pharaoh? Take you know, Not worry about anything everybody already knows about the pharaoh. They'll just hear pharaoh, and then the religious people will come out. Next thing you know, he's fighting, uh, you know, it's the guys ultimate, in the alleyway. Yeah, it's the ultimate version of name recognition in Hollywood. All we need is a name in this, and then he can act however he wants. How about wants. Frankenstein? Yeah, <laughs> well, yeah, I don't know. We'll put Sybil Shepard in it. People know who she is. Do you remember the there was a, a comic book that was like a Frankenstein in Marvel Comics? Do you remember that at all? They, well, they, they had they, this is based on something. I don't know. They this is based on it's like based a, on a graphic novel. Graphic yeah. novel. But yeah, Marvel used to have Tomb of Dracula and ha- the Living Mummy and the Something Zombie and a, and a Frankenstein that were just like adventuring week you know monthly uh, comics like everything else. But so I, I kind of like this that like all right you're gonna turn him into a guy who's like doing stuff you know it doesn't have to be a creep around the I don't know I. Part of me wants to skip all the Oscar movies I haven't seen and go see and this. actually go see this. See, like, I did that oh once God. with uh, I did that for Underworld Awakening, and I regret every second. <laughs> but this, uh, the director here, uh, not the director, the writer Kevin Grievous, who wrote the uh, yeah, the he wrote the Underworld graphic novel. Movies. I could listen to that guy all day. Here oh, he is talking this about is... Here, Underworld: Rise of the Lycan. Put this in episode seven. This is basically the origin of the war uh, between lichens uh, and vampires. Vampires. And this is where Lucian. Meet Sonia, his uh, his love. You know who we saw in the uh, the first movie, and what their relationship. If you was. Google, he was born to if be you Google there. Kevin Grievous, like you know the autofill, yeah, yeah, voice. <laughs> and I think a lot a of our listeners, voice. I think a lot of our listeners will be surprised uh, to learn that he's five six and a white guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's a joke. Yeah. Victor oh, basically. Like, Karen's like, he might be. I don't know. <laughs> That's a funny. You know, he created him to be. <laughs> All right, stop. Does he look like the guy from uh, the Green Mile? Howard, uh, he does. He, yeah, he totally is. He's Does a huge he? dude. Yeah. And he's in this too. Uh, he's in this movie as some <laughs> kind totally of. Totally uh, got vocal fry. He talks <laughs> yeah. like Paris Hill. And... Yeah. He was at Comic Con and he's in the. You know, he, does. he does have that, doesn't he, yeah. Karen? I think he's a little too aware of his own voice. <laughs> he also sounds like Riley Martin, right? <laughs> a totally Riley Martin. <laughs> oh. From Howard Stern. He knows. Cheapskate bastard. Cheapskate bastard. Oh. Now listen here. Uh, so, all right. Well, listen, our, our first guests uh, will be in studio when we come back from our first break of the show. It's pretty exciting. I thought uh, Hunky Frankenstein was going to be here, but it turns out a whole monster roundtable. What? To talk about the authenticity of I, Frankenstein. Oh, wow. Uh, it was going oh, to be wow. here, and Karen is going to moderate that roundtable. That's when fantastic. We re- when we return in 10 seconds. That's exciting. If you like mentioned in that seemingly endless coverage of this January release, (laughs) the idea of making Frankenstein hot was inevitable, but the hottest monster to befriend our show is not happy about it. You may remember our guest today from previous appearances on our show. He's a ready-to-party metrosexual horror hunk made up of sewn-together, electrically stimulated (laughs) tissue of Hollywood's hunkiest past. With the chest of Charlton Heston, Paul Newman's heart, and Frank Sinatra's alcohol tolerance, please welcome back to the show the hottest piece of reanimated flesh since Mickey Rourke, Hunky Frankenstein! Hi there. Looking good, Hunky. Thanks for noticing, Karen. I'm uh, teaching an intense cardio program down at the Learning Annex. Yeah, me and about a dozen other monsters, we like to run from a digitally projected angry mob to the music of a torch-bearing village people. So come feel the burn down at your local 24-hour fitness. (laughs) So I would think you'd be excited about Frankensteins getting more coverage in the media with the movie I, Frankenstein. You, Frankenstein. I, Frankenstein. (laughs) 
I had this idea long before Thomas Jane. Aaron Eckhart. You know, you may remember, Karen, uh, that I was on the show some months ago talking about the next trend in movies. As a matter of fact, I believe my legal counsel supplied you with a clip of that. Mm -hmm. Well, Paul, I see them getting hunkier and funkier. You know, it's no longer going to be the sole province of vampires only. <laughs> Step aside, bloodsuckers. It's time for a monster that can frighten the village and look good all night long. Ooh. You heard it right. <laughs> you heard it from Hunky Frankenstein first. I don't know if you can stake a claim to the rights of hot Frankenstein. I mean, what's next? A, a teen wolf? Actually, hold on. Copyright that. I think that's already a thing. Unfortunately, Karen, uh, there's a lot more to it than that. I, I will have you know mm -hmm. that I personally pitched a movie to a major movie studio called, get this, me hunky. Sound familiar? Huh? <laughs> the studios were all like, this is great, man. You're going to be the next Gerard Butler. All of a sudden, my phone stops ringing, and a year later, he's playing me in this total ripoff of my movie. Aaron Eckhart, you mean, in I, Frankenstein. He, Frankenstein? Me, Furious. I, Frankenstein, Karen. Me, hunky. Do we have a clip of me, hunky? Uh, yes, actually, there is, but I've been advised by my legal counsel that we probably well, actually, shouldn't Paul's be... Paul's um, telling me we have a hold clip. On, uh, Let's just hear a clip. All right. Come on, eight, nine, ten. All right now, gargoyle squats. And one, and two. Okay, people, keep it moving. You don't have to be made up of parts of different bodies to get yourself a new butt. Eight, nine, ten. All right, feel good. Shake it out. Neck bolts. Uh, actually, that sounds like your workout video. Yeah, well, well, maybe that was a mix-up. Or maybe that's available now at Amazon.com. <laughs> do you uh, do you know why you were overlooked in uh, I, Frankenstein? They, Frankenstein? <laughs> Obviously, they wanted someone younger for the part. I am over 200 years old. Sure, I look great, but how can I compete with that young kid, Patrick Wilson? Kid? Aaron Eckhart? Yeah, him too. I mean, do these two e either ha even have their adult teeth yet? It's always been my understanding that's based somewhat on the condition of the dead flesh that's been reanimated. Oh, well, that would explain why I write with my left hand but strangle people with my right. So what's in the future for Hunky Frankenstein? Oh! <coughs> Karen, you speak of the future and I appear, for I am Nosferatu Damas, blood-sucking demon of the night. Seer of the future and current legal counsel for Mr. Frankenstein. Oh, wow. So this case is really heating up. That's right, Karen. Nosferatu Damas has vowed to take my case all the way to the highest court in the land. Oh, yes, and I'm getting a vision. I'm seeing a future of a court so high it's enshrouded in fog from the ground and accessible only by a narrow, curving land bridge. Well, I wish you luck, and I'm sorry that Aaron Eckhart has stolen the spotlight from you. Who? I, I mean, uh, Thomas Jane. Well, he and his underworldish entertainment LLC should be prepared for the fight of their lives, because I have an attorney that can see the future. Nosferatu Damas, I assume you know who wins the case. Oh, Karen, I'm getting a vi vision, and the winning attorney is Nosferatu Damas. Well, congratulations. In the countersuit. Wait, what? Record scratch? On behalf of my newest client, Young Frankenberry. You bat bastard. Hello, ladies. <laughs> I am Young Frankenberry, and I run on our electricity. This kid is like the Zac Efron of corpses. Hello. Even younger and hotter than Thomas Jane. How could you, you blood-sucking lawyer? 
Not the put-down you intended, I'm sure. Oh. Sorry, hunky, I saw the future and you lost. But you'll be happy to know I also arbitrated a distribution for your workout video to Fox News as footage of a terrorist training camp. <laughs> and I'm going to use some of it on my new MTV show, Killing It. You've been killed. Well, thank you for your time. It's always an adventure with you guys. Hunky, sorry this didn't work out for you. How humiliating, really, Ken. Oh, wait! Oh, I'm getting a vision. Don't sweat it. The kid overdoses in April after partying all night with the creature from the Blackberry Lagoon. Oh, great. (laughs) Well, we'll be back with a real guest soon. John Roca will be here in just 10 seconds, so hang on. Late one night when my eyes be filled. I'm going to be doing some push-ups in my trailer if anybody needs me. I'm getting a vision of the lottery of a very number. Very lively interview <laughs> with John. And we are back with special guest time. Our special guest has appeared on a number of TV shows, a couple of films. He's done a ton of voiceover. And I have to believe one of his true pride and joys is a show called The Money in the Bank Show, which he co hosted with mutual friend and multi hyphenate. Yeah. Uh, Andre Gordon. It's available on YouTube. Just search The Money in the Bank. That's with four E's. (laughs) And he is in studio. Please welcome John Stephen Roca, everybody. Hey, Mr. Roca. Hello, Hello, sir. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the show. Very happy to be here. Thank you for having me. Welcome to the experience. Hell, looking forward to it. (laughs) Uh, As you can tell, he's a voiceover guy. Yeah, as you can tell, yes. Very nice. Oh, nice. Those are dulcet tones. Yes. Very nice. So, uh, The Money in the Bank, as a fellow podcaster, tell us about that show. Well, uh, my friend Andre and I, we've been friends since the 90s, and we were huge into wrestling. We we both went to Florida State together, and we just started watching pay-per-views. Oh, this is your year, Florida State. Oh, yeah. Champions. There you go. Oh, no. And we were, uh, <laughs> we just got together. We would start watching. And so eventually, you know, our love of wrestling very much shared it. And then some point last year, we just decided to do a podcast about it because we had always wanted to. And then we just decided, well, let's put it together. And overnight, Andre got a, a production crew, got a staff, got us a place, got cameras, got everything set up. Such so. is Andre. Yeah, such is Andre. <laughs> yeah. Why don't gonna... we have Andre in our we show? We need an Andre. <laughs> Can we get an Andre, please? He's Did you great. have more than one camera angle on yours? Uh, no, one camera. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. Yeah, stationary. Oh, good. All right. <laughs> this was the model. So this was, this was <laughs> making it clear. You know, we were around a semi model for many. Yeah, but you would love the 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 look of the show, Adam, because it's those two guys, and they're just. Done over by memorabilia. Yeah, yeah. They got yeah. belts and figures. And oh, do you have like, the those place. first uh, uh, WWF figures that they had that were just stuck plastic? Yep. yep. Those are basic. Those are a staple of the show. Those yeah. In the authentic championship. The LGN, right? Yeah. yeah. The LGN. And they, the only move they were good for was because they all were, had their their arms up like they were making muscles. Sure. So you could always take one and lock the arm and do an arm throw. Absolutely. That was the only move they were Absolutely. really good at was that arm lock. That right. or cartwheels. <laughs> they could do cartwheels. Yes. Right. Oh yeah, they could round off too. Can, no, Karen, Karen, do not do not do make what? the wrestlers do cartwheels. It's an athletic thing. It's in take the, the dress off the wrestler. <laughs> Macho man should not be wearing a tutu. If so, we have to take baby sleep time or whatever and send her off the top rope. There you go. <laughs> Missy wets a lot. It's going yeah. on. Off the roof. <laughs> <laughs> I would wish they would have beat the crap out of my Donny Osmond doll, but what oh. can you do? Now, I want to talk about the. Yeah. Uh, you said the show may be taking a little hiatus. Yeah, it's because of something I wanted to talk about on the air. Yeah. yeah. Uh, wrestling is. Wrestling, yeah. right now, in our opinion, wrestling yes. is real on one of the lower uh, dips. You know, yeah. it's like sometimes it goes in up its to history. down. To us, right now, it's goes it's gone real down, and we do not want to keep doing a show half an hour bitching about the wrestling <laughs> rather than supporting it and being positive about it, mm-hmm. which is what we like to do. 
And so uh, at this point, we just decided to put a hiatus. We're retooling the show right now. We're going to see what happens at Royal Rumble this weekend, and then we'll decide if we're going to come back and how we're going to come back. Should we put some sort of campaign together to tell Vince McMahon you took your show off the air because it was you were tired of bitching about it? <laughs> That's right. I don't think he'd listen. But yes, let's put this campaign together. Yeah, we should, we should take January off oh. of talking about movies. There's nothing to talk about. Yeah. We had uh, Matt McCarthy from the, the We Watch Wrestling podcast oh, yeah. on our show, and he his cure for this doldrums i guess in the right. wwe is uh he goes out to where where was it somewhere near like pasadena or something he said the best wrestling you're ever going to see oh yeah. it was like the local do shows. you ever go to local shows oh, yeah i love it was what is it, like shows. a lion's club or something he said somewhere like i don't know gargus hall yeah. Yeah, yeah something like that sounds very the wrestler like well, yeah. yeah i want to go though it's, it sounds not, uh, to, not to plug another podcast but my friends on the schmoes no podcast they're, oh, they're friends, friends of the show ken napazic yeah ken napazic he uh runs he was running the local production uh, um what do you call promotion around town really and for wrestling over a couple yep oh wow he was a and he was co-owner of the thing, and so it was fantastic to be. To see he was that. the Bobby, the brain of the brains, so to speak. All right. So have, to you, speak. have you seen Lucha Vavum? Oh. No, I'm trying to get into that. You know how difficult those tickets are to get when then once they go because they sell out quick. They're tough, but you can get scalped ones down, oh, really? down there. Yeah, I'll do that next time. A pretty decent price. There's too. no better combination for me. Adam brought that up. Yeah, they went to one. Yeah, yeah that's where that pina colada drop comes from earlier. There's this guy that's like the total meathead Brutus the Barber, but he's got right. a complete like Robin Williams chest hair and like, <laughs> you know, big mustache and 80s style. And whenever he does this special that. finishing move, they they play, if you like pina coladas. Which is <laughs> awesome. <That's> brilliant. <laughs> they do, do they have me- music cues for finishing moves on live WWE? No, I wish they, they did. Yeah, they I wish they, they don't. Uh, they do after the finishing moves and you count to three, then the theme song hits. But I have to admit, happen. when I went to see, and we've done a, been to a couple of live mm-hmm. WWF and WWE events, Ooh. I miss the commentary. It's oh, like yeah. being at a football yeah. game. And yeah. Live football games are kind of dull, too, because you don't know what's ha- You need well, the guy who's talking about it's stuff. It's like everything else in life, and I don't know if it's because we've gotten older or anything, but it, the commentary for every sport back in the old days is so much better than what we've got now. Like back in the 80s, the wrestling guys... All this at the '90s. That's what that was the best. Bobby time. Heenan, yeah, Heenan, Gorilla Monsoon, yeah. all those guys. That was that's the brilliant thing about wrestling is it that it's life. it's a completely faked uh, event. Yeah. So yeah. that the the commentary, one of them plays heel and one of them plays yeah. you right. know babyface right. as well. Yeah, Lawler and Jim Ross. That's yeah, so, exactly. that's so great. Those it's, are the glory days. Well, yeah. Paul Adam, actually, I'd like to take umbrage. If it were fake, they would able, be able to have the music cue as the finishing move <laughs> happens. <laughs> yeah, which is why they can't do it because they don't right. know when it's coming. They don't know when that's going to happen. That's a good point. These are Real athletes. Yeah. Right. They don't you. know what's good. This is not scripted. Would you call it, what would you call it? Theater? Sports entertainment? Sports they call entertainment. it sports, sports entertainment. Sports entertainment is a great word. So the reason I love it, and I've loved it for years, and I'll take no guff for it, is because it is fantastic theater. And if you love theater, mm-hmm. it's great. It's got the classic uh, heroes and villains, plot oh, lines, so changing wives. It's a very Greek theater. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because you have the, physica- the physicality, which, you know, I'm doing a uh, production of me and my girl right now, and there's not nearly enough people <laughs> body slamming each other. So I miss be. that. <laughs> In but don't you remember tunes. as a kid when you thought it was real? Oh, don't yeah. you miss that? I miss thinking that this was just like Santa Claus. Just like I Sa- do. Well, hey, I oh, back up, shoot. professor. <laughs> oh no! What? Sorry. Oh what? no! What? The Spoiler professor's alert. dead. <laughs> okay, but no. I mean, you lose that innocence about yeah. about that, and how much more magical watching that was when it meant something to oh. you. Like, oh my gosh, this is happening. Yeah. Are you kidding? When Hogan lost to the Ultimate Warrior at WrestleMania six, I vowed to become a wrestler and avenge him. <laughs> I did not know. I did not know it was fake, even at that age. I'm talking WrestleMania six. I thought it was still real. You get that debate when you're 15 years old back then. You know, we didn't have the internet or 
Twitter, all they tell us all the truth about stuff. So yeah. I love following the drama of them now. I started rewatching some oh. of the old matches oh, and stuff, yeah. and I love the thing they always do, which is they they do the they play out Rocky every time. So Hulk is down, Hulk is down, yep. Hulk is down, and then they do they raise the hand once, right. they drops right. it, raise right. the hand drama, twice, raise it three times, and then he holds the finger up, and you're like, ah! It's like <laughs> if baseball were faked, every game would come down to even score, bottom of the ninth, three men on, you know, <laughs> two balls, two strikes. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Three and, balls, and you're yeah. sucker for it every time when it's done well. You're Three balls for it every time. You love it. But I, I kind of am with you on the current crop of superstars, although I haven't watched in a while, because yeah. I thought the, the crop of superstars got bad in like the mid-2000s. Right. Uh, you, right. Your, your show was... Uh, Described as by you guys bringing the attitude back, yeah. And remember the attitude WWF era. Attitude Era was right. the greatest, right. and they, man, I thought they came down after that ended. Yeah, well, when well, when, when was, Austin was done, when Rock was done, when all right. those guys. Well, that was and that was brought on the Rock and all them showed up because the mid '90s was crap, which yep. is why the WCW became so big because yeah. they brought all their stars from the WWF or WWE at the time to go uh, into WCW and like re-energize. You had Hogan, you had Savage, you had all these guys. They brought the product back up. It made it interesting, and then the NWO happened. When NWO happened, that changed everything. The landscape was ECW. Love their music. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I have it on my phone. I can play it for you right now. The NWO? Was, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, that was in the 90s, we saw the WWF in mm -hmm. the Poconos. Oh, they right. weren't even playing in an arena. They were just playing like a... That it was, was like a, a casino hotel. Yeah. Oh, oh sweet. Way. Who wrestled? Uh, Hart and Michaels. Oh. Mm -hmm. yeah. You know, but that was those were the big guys. Well, major props, A... That you have a woman who loved and went to watch wrestling. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, I rare that is in this world. Not too bad. <laughs> I love Kurt Angle. So that oh, was oh. my deal. Uh, yeah. Olympic champion. Yeah. Well, Karen worked on Tough Enough. Yeah. Oh, great. Oh, yeah. wow. And you must yeah. have stories up What the is wazoo. Tough Enough? It was a reality show where people tried to learn to be wrestlers and they oh. all competed to have their own ah. contract. Yes. Mm -hmm. One of them actually became a champion for a while and then now he's out of the WWE. Was it now Maven? He's out. Maven. Yeah. Yes, Maven. Maven. That's mm. right. Not the era I watched. <laughs> Maven, I don't even know that name. Yeah. <clears throat> Bringing it around to movies, who yes. do you think is the best person to translate from wrestling over into film? Oh, I don't think there's any doubt that The Rock the is Rock. number one. Pretty I mean, you see... Besides Austin. The Rock, I guess, right? right. The Rock is the one. I mean, Hogan's has a niche. You know, No Holds Barred still has its fans. But Uncle like, Manny. The Rock has been so amazing because his personality. Mm -hmm. It's just it's just so amazing. And people, I think those of us who watched him at the beginning had a feeling that he'd oh, find yeah. some way mm -hmm. to transfer over. He invigorates you know? movies exactly the oh, same yeah. way he invigorated the ring when he would come into the scene. Yeah. You know, yeah. something would be yeah. going on, The Rock would enter, and it just changed. It was nice. When he has the right director and that use him correctly, he is yeah. fantastic, no yeah. matter what he's doing. I thought it took a while, though, to get into that right movie. Yes. Uh, probably Fast Five, even. There were maybe right. like three or four in there that, that were meh. You well, know? it was funny because he kind of slimmed down for Be Cool. Because he was trying to kind of be like the healthier guy. He's and in maybe, Be Cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's uh, he actually is hilarious in Be Cool. Because oh. he slims down to play this like homosexual bodyguard mm -hmm. who's in, who's obsessed with being a country music star, and so it's brilliant. Wow. But then that's um, perfect. He always <laughs> remember he always used to bring the guitar yeah, out and exactly. he would sing songs sing, to Austin. Sing, yeah. Oh yeah. Oh. It's sing about how shitty the town he was in was. And I loved yeah, it because right. he'd always the little details killed me. He'd be out there the and be singing hero. about how shitty the town is. He have his guitar. He'd always have little music stand. Yeah. Have, I <laughs> yeah. love that. He's the perfect heel. Like the greatest heel of all time, oh. right? Because you just he love him. Pretty damn good. But well, he's the bad guy. Ego ego gone mad. Yeah. Well, I think he really turned the corner in the tooth fairy. <laughs> I think that's really when we said this this kid's got some chops. <laughs> I have to admit to have never seen that or what is it, the gridiron? No, the gridiron. What no, the, the one, one that the Vin Diesel did. The gameplay. The gameplay. And then right. uh yeah, Scoop from Witch Mountain. I haven't seen any of that. Oh, the pacifier's Vin Diesel's. Yeah, they both almost sank him. 
That almost sank Vin Diesel, Pacifier. Pacifier. Like, he was done after Pacifier because nobody went to see it. Isn't that funny? There was like Stallone and Schwarzenegger, and then there was Vin Diesel, and Mm -hmm. it's that sort of friendly rivalry. But both of them did the same thing. Like, Stallone went and did Stop Him, Mom Will Shoot right at the same time that Schwarzenegger did Kindergarten Cop or or something like that. Twins Twins or something. Twins. Twins. Yeah. Yeah. And then these two, like, they were the Pacifier, and the other one was in like the same year. It's like they both decided. It's weird. It's like somebody has a trajectory for these careers, and they're like, nope, sorry, this is what you do this year. It's on paper. But speaking of wrestling, (laughs) speaking of wrestling and and folding it into movies, what I always loved was when Jesse the Body tried to interject himself into the Stallone Schwarzenegger paradigm. Like, like he was one of those guys. I'm, I'm part of this group. Whenever he would talk about, well, those action heroes. No, not, not you, Jesse. Step aside. (laughs) Like in uh, what was the Predator? It was a Predator. Yeah, he was talking about. He was a Predator and Running Man. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So he really thought he was part of that group. You could tell he was like the little brother that no one really wanted hanging out with. Yeah, mom's. Said I got to bring him to the get ball game. He did uh, not get the call for Expendables. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> My God. Yeah. Now, for some of the bits we were doing here earlier, you were chomping at the bit to jump in on some of these conversations. Oh no, uh, you guys are I Frankenstein. Or I love something. this show. Well, I'm going to see I Frankenstein tonight. I don't care how much That's you cool. guys put it down. I, I'm in too. I love I'm that about you. I think Hunky and I are going to be there. Be, <laughs> no, but Hunky's not going. Hunky's pissed. <laughs> I'm going to drag him. Kicking. No, Sfratodamus will be there. Adam lit up a cigarette. That guy took off. I thought. He, I thought the fire. <laughs> I thought the fire. I can't tell if the fire is bad. The fire is. Good. Good. The movie's got explosions in it. Yeah, Frankenstein seems okay with it. No, I, 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 I'm not ashamed to admit that I'm a sucker for the Underworld franchise, and so knowing that those are the same people that made I Frankenstein, and I sat through the panel at Comic Con. Yeah, uh, we, we sat there together. We sat, that's right. We sat oh, the there I Frankenstein together. panel. The I Frankenstein panel. Yeah. Oh yeah. Somebody, How was that, Aaron Eckhart, electric personality? How say, was it? Let me say, Aaron Eckhart, <laughs> someone needs to hug him or love him really. Yeah, well. he's right? so angry about everything, and yeah, if really I had is. his career. I would be skipping to every room. Skipping He's like, to every I room. Know, I don't understand. Right? I don't understand. I love the guy. I'm not putting him down. I'm just saying, be happy. Didn't he start off in romantic comedies? No, yeah, he did a few. Well, he did a few, but, but that, that in the company of men. It didn't work. Well, when was Thank was You for Smoking? Was that before? Thank You for Smoking was his that was big a, introduction. That was after, after uh, film, right? That was ap- after. Oh, no, that was uh, uh, Jason Reitman. Oh, Jason Reitman. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. In the Company of Men was his first film with Neil Butte, and that was just a dark, angry film about women. Awesome. But it's like, you could go anywhere after that. You know, you're right. established, whatever. And, and he, right. he, uh, But since Dark Knight, which really was his biggest movie, yeah. his biggest movie, it was just kind of like, well, I'll do Battle of Los Angeles. I'll do Olympus Has oh, Fallen. I'll do I, Frankenstein. He's got into these springtime actioners that are kind of, I mean, yeah. all hits, but... Every actor wants to be an action star as soon as they kind of yeah. get any traction, I guess. Yeah, right? I mean, just yeah, come back to summer, Aaron. Well, even with Dark Knight, it's a shame because what people joke about is that, Rachel! You know, that's what people joke about is his, yeah. you know, going nuts about the, when he becomes Two-Face. It wasn't even as, you know, when you're being overshadowed by, you know, the gentleman behind us, uh, it's kind of hard to compete. It kind of, and I think it's symbolic for his career. He's overshadowed by these other leading <laughs> men who just seem to bring more to the table and the public identify with more than him. Yeah, it so, seemed like someone on the, at the panel at Comic-Con <clears throat> had a card that said, make sure you ask Aaron about his abs. Yeah. So then he oh, was like, right. oh, yeah, check him out. And he that's pulled up right. his shirt. And he's oh, like showing right. his abs. We're like, eh, no, wait, that happened? We'll yeah. go and see. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's God. like, we'll go and we'll see it. I wasn't little... there. Apparently that happened, Lee. <laughs> that's sad. And remember when that one dude uh, said, this is basically the origin <laughs> between Vikings and them. I'd like to see that guy's abs. <laughs> yeah, I like that there's four Underworld movies. There's four, right? Uh, is there four? Yeah, I think like there any is. movie there's four of, I'm into. because that Awakening. Just, such is Adam's theory. Evolution. Yeah. 
Once you yeah. make four, he'll go. Yeah. He care what it is. <laughs> and I'm going to try, when I see I Frankenstein, I'm going to, in my head, make that the fifth underworld. Cool. Like, that there's, this yeah. is in the same universe, I think. Yeah. You must have loved the Police Academy movies, too. Yeah. Six yeah. Absolutely. Six I just didn't see the last couple. Miami Beach, but. come on now. <laughs> got Bill Nye, right? right. Bill oh, Nye, he's in all those underworld movies. He's, oh, that's but right. But he's not the yes. same character. He's in this. Yeah. Oh, good He point. looks just as creepy. I thought that was true. I don't know. Yeah. I'm also going to place this in the same universe as Priest, that Paul Bettany vampire movie. That's a great movie. Such an underworld movie. I don't movie. think that word means what you think it means. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, as in large? <laughs> Such a large Oh, wait, movie. I haven't asked you yet the question I yes. ask everyone who comes in here. Sure. What's your favorite movie of all time? Citizen Kane, hands down. Oh, really? Wow. So you go and with the uncontestable. That's a record, by the, the way. I, really? No one's interesting. No, for, for the quickest answer ever. Oh. oh well, that's because oh, yeah. he made well, a note. I did prep him. Oh, I told him we'd be okay. But I, but I, also I would have answered that quickly either way. Yep. But uh, but Citizen Kane is a choice. I think the reason people go, hmm, because they're like, wait, movie I like the most or movie I think is the best movie? But Citizen Kane, you're like, I'm covered. I, well, that's good. Well, I mean, the, the truth is, I saw it. I saw it when I was uh, 17 years old, home from school, uh, sick uh, one day, and I, you know, my, I had my, I rented it at the Video World. Now, why did you rent that at 17? Well, because I was starting to get interested in film. Yeah, so you heard that was a great. Yeah, I heard one. it was a great movie. <clears throat> I saw that movie change my entire life. It made me become a cinephile. It made me become an actor. It was everything that was connected because I was like. I didn't know you could do this with this medium. Okay, and it just blew my mind and, at a young age. And and the, and the thing for anybody in our audience who doesn't know, yeah. the thing about uh, uh, Citizen Kane is it's these tremendous leaps in mm -hmm. storytelling. Like he's using camera in a way nobody yep. ever used camera before. He's yep. using editing and flashback and sound in ways that had never been done before yep. Yep. to tell this whole story of this newspaper guy. Now, did you appreciate all those details at seventeen? Well, no, because I had to be having drilled into me. Like, pay attention to this. Pay attention to that. <laughs> no, for me, uh, I. I just was I was attracted immediately from with the newsreel beginning and then going backwards uh, Rashomon style into because you no one knows what the truth is everything is a recollection uh, from their own experiences but no one ever hears what the actual truth is like life like there you go yeah like, mm -hmm. like, which is what I thought was fantastic but now later on in life the more you know <laughs> where's the star <laughs> <laughs> Later on in life, I read all this stuff about um, Toland, you know, hacking through the floor to get the shot above yeah. during the campaign headquarters and all this extremely stuff. low shots right. at points where he's his mightiest, right? Because you want right. to get as low as you can, right. and then there are other, yeah, I mean, all the shot of him when he's in the campaign, like you know, uh, speech with his huge picture of himself behind him doing the political campaign speech is phenomenal. It's one of yeah. the best, most moving scenes I've ever damn uh, near invented mise en scène. Right for like a better word, which is like framing go. of different objects in yep. the camera. Yeah, I mean when he when he put himself as the young Charles Foster Kane playing with the sled, right. in, a window, <laughs> in a window, boxed in in the shot with the parent with the uh, larger than life people deciding his future in yeah. the foreground. I mean that kind of shit no one had ever done. No, and I still go. I just want to go see it at the Egyptian uh, a couple of months ago. Because oh that's cool. I, I that's a great it. place to see it. I won't resist it. I, I would love to see that in the theater. Yeah, I'd love yeah. to see that in the theater. You get so much more. Out First of time it. I saw it was at, well, it was at a college, but it was still in a big wow, screenish right. with the whole crowd and everything. Not right. not so much at home. So yeah, that's a great. Well, yeah, you did cover quite well there. That is <laughs> considered yeah. the greatest movie of all time, and it's your favorite movie of all time. <laughs> well, I don't nice want to. I don't want anybody to think I'm too. Snooty, because... What's your favorite trashy movie? What's, Hudson what's, Hawk. Hey, you already said... <laughs> Hudson Hawk is my absolute favorite trashy movie. Awesome. Is it, I is saw it, that in a theater. Yes, so yes, I. yes. Does Hudson Hawk unfold Rashomon style? <laughs> <laughs> 
Wow, you actually I've only seen it once and I've no I know nobody that has please qualified it. Oh, Although I ran favorites. into a group who had it was a kind of a cult Blu-ray? item for them in college. Really? You have it on Blu-ray. I have it on Blu-ray. Nice. I have it every version. I had VHS, DVD and Blu-ray. What do, you, what do you like about Hudson Hawk? It is so of its of its, its so, year, isn't it? It's so incredibly <laughs> stupid yet fun that I can't. I mean, they're all the uh, the mean people are all named after candy bars. I mean, there's just two stupid. <laughs> I gotta go watch Kit Kat, Aiello, and them singing together. Like they pull off heists two songs to time their heist. Yeah, because they don't they don't take watches. Right, right. Yeah. So they need to. Which is such a like a Dean Martin device, like from an old from an old yeah. Frank Sinatra film, right? <laughs> all we gotta do is sing. No, you know. Yeah, right. Exactly. When the Plus, you get uh, plus. Uh, yeah, I don't know people who I'd never liked in any other film since were great. Like Andy McDowell. I'm not a four weddings and funeral person, so I hate to break it to anybody, but I think she's hilarious in this. And uh, Sandra Bernhardt is hilarious in this, although she was great in comedy as well. But I, I thought kn- they're fantastic. You I will not really find another show where Hudson Hawk and <laughs> Citizen Kane are broken down in the same five minutes. <laughs> That was pretty cool. A lot of me's on saying. A lot of me's on saying. That was written by Daniel Waters of Heathers. Ooh, Correct. Nice. And but directed by... Was that Michael Lehman? I think you're right. Is it Apted? Is it Apted or is it Lehman? Apted or Lehman? Lehman, who also directed Heathers. Wasn't it the same guy oh, no, or no? Right. Mm, I don't yeah. think it was the same, yeah. but I know Daniel Waters. We, Daniel. Oh, we don't have Jamie here today to tell us, to tell us what's what. I wish what. it was Normally written by John Waters. would jump right on the internet. <laughs> the internet will know. The internet will know all that. Here's a... Yeah. I got a question. What was the movie that was run into the ground on cable when you were a kid that was on cable over and over and over and that's the only reason you've seen that movie and oh. know that that well? Jesus, that's such a good question. Like, for example... When I was a kid, we didn't have cable when I was a kid. Or like the Me first either. time you had experience yeah. Yeah, right? with cable for a period of time. Clash yeah. of, original Clash of the Titans for me. Oh, the Harry Potter. Watch that. Nauseam, watch that. I would yeah. say Rocky Three. Rocky yeah. Three was played ad nauseum when it finally... Because I had it on beta. That's how old I am. Nice. And we, then, then they started showing it on, the, on TV, and I was like, oh, my God. It would run all the time on TBS. And stuff. We didn't have cable, so we couldn't watch movies you know, randomly. But I remember yeah. when we got a VCR, we went out to the Superette near my house, and we all <laughs> rented a movie. And awesome. that movie I rented, it was during the summer. I think my brothers rented something guyish, whatever it was. And I rented Pretty in Pink, and that was the first oh, movie yeah. that I just watched forever, over. It would end. And I would put it back in again uh-huh. and watch it again. Oh, VCRs I could. are so magical. Yeah. yeah, that was a big deal. I'd be like, did, I'm going to watch it. Does anybody now. in the room have the. Now, I think any of us who taped a lot of stuff off cable, and I don't know if this includes yep. our guests. Did, did, do you, did you tape three to a tape? Did you tape it in SLP mode? Oh, yes. And you okay. break off the thing. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so name, a movie, name a movie that you had on VHS, and do you remember the other two movies on the tape with it? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> That's always a fun conversation oh, wow. starter. Yeah. Breakfast Club? Breakfast yeah. Club? What was on it? The Firm. <laughs> and the fugitive. They're all in one tape. That's all in one Aliens, wow. The Fly, and At Close Range. <laughs> I, Perfect. I had Wildcats, Broadcast News, and The Fly. Oh, oh Broadcast News, such a great Broadcast movie. News is a fantastic. The movie. top five for me all time. Oh really? Oh god, yes. <laughs> such a good movie. Love that movie. I think I had which Ghost- one? At Close Range. Oh, which <laughs> <laughs> is a great film, by the way. If no one's ever seen it, I, I think I had Ghostbusters and that one. With the Russians that are in the tent together, uh, with oh, spies like us, yeah, spies like us. absolutely. Oh, yeah. Okay, God, I love Ghostbusters was recorded on at least EP. Oh, no, 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 no. Here we go. yeah. You know what's funny? Something's gonna happen now. My, yes, oh. I didn't, I didn't tape Ghostbusters. My mom, a friend, taped it, so they taped two other random movies on it. So it wasn't my tape. So it was Ghostbusters. 
I'm pretty sure it was Ghostbusters, Purple Rain, and Give My Regards to Broad Street. Paul <laughs> 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 <Well>, McCartney. <laughs> I, I just love that Karen's description of Spies Like Us was those Russians <laughs> in a tent. <laughs> those Russians in a tent movie. We got it. And we all knew. That's awesome. We all knew. I'm like, we knew it. The Beast? What are we talking about? Because it's the lesbians, and they're like, all right. And then lesbians go back in the tent to keep warm. A bunch of guys would remember that. By the Barquets. By the way, a special shout out to Dan Aykroyd for that. For getting Donna Dixon as his wife. Oh, right. sure. I mean, absolutely. Nailed it. Women Stuck the landing. Guys. Women yeah. love yeah, funny guys. They do. And musicians. <laughs> and musicians. Billy Joel. And at the time, skinny guys. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I love it. Love Bill love Murray it. explains it why I love uh, it. Before we wrap up the get to know John Stephen Roca and yes. get on to some Oscar talk, which is another reason I've, I've wanted to. Oscar to have talk. talk. Um, what kind of crazy stuff have you been doing here in Hollywood? Oh, well. Who's been hiring the services of John Stephen Roca? Well, I've been very lucky. I've done a few campaigns. Been a May campaign, uh, Dodge Ram for the fifteen hundred campaign. There's a screen doing voiceover stuff. What do you say? Yeah, do, 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 stuff? Yeah, yeah. Cool. do your line. Uh, <laughs> oh Jesus! Um, or no. say anything Hold in the, the same voice. Guts, glory, Ram. <laughs> you ever throw your hat in the ring for being an inner world guy? Well, I want to. It's Ooh. just those guys. That's five people. Yeah, exactly. yeah. Have you ever seen that limo? The YouTube loop group video? now. Yeah, the loop group is almost yeah, impossible yeah, to break right. into. Yeah, it is very. I did loop for Wind Talkers when I first came out here with Caitlin oh. McKenna, and it. After that, it, I saw the commitment that people had. Like people were coming in with books of information, and it's like you don't just show up and say voices. Like you got to have all this kind of information to be a loop group and. It's like the Supreme Court. You got to die to get into one. Wow. Someone has to die for you to get into one. Loop group. It's, it's like yeah. Difficult. It's like the extras when you go and do extra work, <laughs> and there's an extra there who brought his own chair. Yeah, that dude's oh, yeah. in for life. <laughs> yeah, it's the same type of deal. There's like, lifers in everything. Like Alan King and Memories of Me. Yeah, that's yeah. great. And uh, you've been on some TV. Were you on Young yeah, and the Restless? I, well, no, well, I was on Young and the Restless. Yeah, I did that. I did Charmed way back when, and then uh, um, I just did Hollywood Heights with James. I had my scene with James Franco. That was his past year. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, so that was great. He's interesting cat, that James Franco. Yes, you got to hang can with I him. Say his story. Am I please? Yeah, sure. We'd love sure. to get. They roasted him. Can I tell you? A, yeah, roasted him. What do we? What do we? Don't already can I tell know. you a quick James Franco story, real quick. <laughs> <laughs> the man, I want that life that he has because uh, he, in between takes. Oh God, please hire me again. In between takes, uh, he sat down and was learning his lines, and assistants would rub his wrists on both sides while he was getting his lines read to him so that he would repeat them and memorize them. And they were bringing him peanut butter and jelly sandwiches every <laughs> opportunity. All right. You know like, what? If you can life. make that your life, good for you. Right. right. All it's, while it's, it's graduating not... from NYC and writing <laughs> <laughs> articles for yeah, General you know, Hospital. You know, I am still yeah, learning my lines. Thing. Perhaps you should bring me food and rub my wrists. <laughs> for me How and my do you girl? make that ask? As a normal human being, go, here's what I need. Uh, I, I need the two way. of you to rub uh, my wrists and bring me peanut butter. No, that's perfectly oh. normal. This is how I work. Right. I'd be embarrassed to ask that. Right. We were standing watching it going, that's the life. My Lord, that's the life. Because he's doing it right on set. And we're like the day players going, yeah, that would be nice, wouldn't would, it? Would that feel good? Does this feel I, good? I, I don't know. This, I bet you. This, it depends, I guess. On the amount of I'm weed. just bony. It just feels weird. <laughs> All right. Or do you have somebody else make that ask for Maybe you? Maybe it happens yeah, after you're an Oscar nominee. Yeah, which she is. 
So what, was it top to bottom or left to right? No, it was yeah. It was this like right here, right, right in that crevice. Oh, Those of you at home, right oh, now, the, the Lee is, is at the spot. rubbing right Karen's wrist. That's much better. <laughs> All right, while you're rubbing, actually, this is doing a lot for me too. I <laughs> while you're doing that, let me get on to the next part of the show. Now, this is the first show we have had since the Oscar nominations have come out. So I know, and this is the first time I'm looking at. It. That's something we got to kick around, and I know uh, John's got to have some perspective on this too. So yes. let's talk Oscars. It's a wonderful night for us. Oscar, Oscar, who will win? No Billy Crystal this year, though, and uh, no Seth MacFarlane, which is a shame. I, he made me laugh a lot. Who's it going to be? Ellen DeGeneres. Oh, oh that's good. right. That sounds safe. Super safe. That sounds super which safe. And super I good. love because lesbian is super safe. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> hilarious. <laughs> that does say something, doesn't they it? They took the woman's show away when she came out, and that's now true. they're going... We need you to that speak quick. to middle That's America. That's a quick turnaround for America, right? This is, her, <laughs> yes. this is her second time doing it, right? It is. is it? Yeah. 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 And she's yeah. funny. Yeah, yeah be it'll be good. She'll be fun. Uh, now, the show itself has uh, nine Oscar-nominated Best Pictures. Now, this is uh, since the since they started going to up to ten. Oh, yeah. Um, they did, couldn't find ten this year, I guess. They got nine. I don't know what the hell the thing... You know, they could have done Iron Man 2. There what was snubbed ten. for that? <laughs> yeah. Iron Man 2 was yeah. snubbed. Three. Iron Man 3. Iron Man oh, three. Three. Right, yeah. Oops, I like two as well. Doesn't matter. You've probably seen them all so many times. I can't remember. Nothing yeah. for Wolverine, huh? <laughs> no love Nothing for, for Wolverine. I don't think anything for Wolverine, even down in the tech stuff. Where's special effects? What, a Man of Steel? Nothing for special isn't, effects? Isn't the fact that August Osage County is not on the list? Isn't that the big, like... That's disgusting. Isn't that the big... That's, Karen's that's, number one of the year. That's my is favorite really? movie of the yeah. year. Wow. Uh, w- really best good. movie, yeah. I want to know why. That's fantastic. Because I haven't seen it. Uh, oh, Harvey Weinstein, it looks like, it Harvey looks Weinstein like, did his usual push for it, but couldn't get the magic on his side that? this time. I heard it's getting a lot of... Uh, um, Negative reviews based on just how miserable it really is. It's oh, not yeah. not a bad film, it's, but just people are miserable in it. You don't. It's, it's not a feel oh, yeah. good movie. You walk away. No. Well, neither is Twelve Years a Slave. For the <laughs> well, love of God, at hey, least he she does get away. Whip Spoiler somebody. alert: He's free today. <laughs> uh, so I don't want to give anything away. But That's true. He's free at the end. <laughs> it's free. Sorry, folks. End. You know what? There in the title, Lone Survivor, blew it for you. I hate to say it, but maybe you're. Let right. me guess. You're thirteen, not a slave. <laughs> <laughs> I think maybe you're right because whenever you. See See, 12 years a slave, you can go in your head, oh, there's no more slavery, so this will be, you know, a happy ending. But when you see August Osage Lucky County, 13. you go, oh, shit, I still have family. We're all fucked. <laughs> and, I'm, and I'm late for dinner. Christ, <laughs> Christ nobody died. <laughs> Dad's still with us. <laughs> this is another interesting thing. Like, in 08, clearly my favorite film of the year and clearly one of the best films of the year was The Dark Knight. Yeah. Mm. So they said, oh, maybe we should, and it wasn't nominated for Best Picture. Then I think they said, oh, we, we expand the number of nominees, then we can have popular films included. So then the next year you got District 9 nominated for Best Picture because they started, which is an okay film, but right. Best Picture? So now <laughs> it's a whole hodgepodge of who the hell well, knows these, what. These are all movies that would have gotten nominated before that. So I these, think so none too. of these are like uh, crowd pleasers. These are all Oscar type movies. Gravity made two hundred fifty million dollars, but that's going to get nominated anyway. Right. Yeah. So, but there's no Iron Man three. There's no Man of Steel. There's no Star Trek Into Darkness. All right. So let's parse this based on a true so story. Uh, we got Twelve Years a Slave, Wolf of Wall Street, that's Captain Phillips, that's Phillips yeah. and that's it. American right? Hustle. Dallas Buyers Club, American and Philomena. Oh, that's a true story. Okay, that's right. Philomena. Okay. Yeah. So, all, so they, six of the nine are, are true stories. So I think I speak for everyone when I say, where do they come up with these ideas? <laughs> <laughs> How does Hollywood do it? Oh, I see. Yeah. Now, so let's let's parse what politically you can or can't. Uh, so if you if you 
12 Years a Slave, you don't want to be a racist, so you want that to win, right? Right, you can't say anything <laughs> right. against that. You can't give it to Wolf of Wall Street because you don't want to be pro-money. Right. Exactly. Evil yeah. Money. Dallas Buyers Club. Of course, we want to want to support the uh, you know the AIDS um, getting help for people. Yeah. So I guess that narrows it down to uh, shoot some Filipina adoption. Adoption's not going to win out against those two, right? Well, no, those, those are evil nuns. Those are bad nuns. So that's Christianity. Oh. No, Wait. that's the Catholic Church. Right? Catholic Church. That. That's right. That okay, Wait a minute. We have AIDS. So your winner is Dallas Buyers Club. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> All right, good to know. Well, that's yeah. No one's in the. No one's at a concentration camp, right? So AIDS yeah, wins. Uh, yeah, yeah. And he looks like he's at a concentration camp. Her? So it doesn't stand a chance. Wins. Yeah, hers not. Hers seems like the long shot. Without seeing her and inside Lewin Davis, which is not nominated for Best Picture, but sure. still, those are like the two big, like high prestige movies I haven't seen. But with so with out of what I have seen, if I put together my top five movies of the year, they're in here. So I'm kind of excited. I mean, uh, Wolf it's a of good Wall Street, year for Captain movies. Phillips. You know, Nebraska, Philomena, yeah. these are all in my top yeah. ten. So. I am I'm disappointed about August Osage, though. I saw that way long time ago, like in July or August, and it was great. And it's still great, and it's a shame that people can't handle adult, mature material. But uh, have you seen the other ones on here? Uh, <laughs> I know, right? A little adult. Well, I, I, I know, that's why I don't understand. Maybe that not enough things blow up in the other movie. You know. The only thing that blows up in Dallas Buyers Club well, I, I, is his certainly not Jared Leto. <laughs> and again, I, I don't want to sound like 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 a populist, but I, I'm sure we're all very curious whether the broken circle breakdown from Belgium has a real chance. Yeah. yeah. All right. That that brings us to foreign best foreign film? feature. Best, yeah. Well, that, that's really the buzz here. I have seen as many of these as I have uh, the regular best pictures. Let me oh. throw out the uh, two Omar. big. Let me throw out two big snubs: Tom Hanks and Emma Thompson. Yeah. Huge. Yeah, yeah how does actor? Tom Hanks not get that? That's yeah. crazy. I would give it to him, and he didn't really? even get nominated. Oh, yeah. Yeah. who would have given it to him for that one? But is yeah, it better than Bruce Stern? Should we tell Edge for? Uh, Definitely better than Bruce Stern. Oh, absolutely. Bruce Stern did a great job. It's did, a different kind of better than Christian acting. Bale. Yeah. yeah. Then of course the old theory is how would you know who's better unless we're all playing the same part? Right. right. That's true. <laughs> but how are you gonna? But how are you gonna get that scientific with the Oscars? <laughs> yeah. well, Wouldn't that be a really funny scientific Oscars? Okay, everyone play this. Let's part. Let's see DiCaprio play the seventy-seven-year-old man who walks from Montana <laughs> to Nebraska for a lottery <laughs> right? ticket. You're, you're I would like to watch that. You're essentially asking for Star Search as an Oscar. Like everyone would just <laughs> yeah, go to the scene and get the stars. Everybody, go make Wolf of Wall Street. Let's see if DiCaprio's the best. Well, something you brought up earlier about the best picture uh, nine five, ten whatever it is five that was with the Nola, uh, I read an article recently on Grantland.com by Mark Harris one of my favorite movie writers and he talks about how this the Nolan effect is what they're calling it the it Nolan actually effect. has done worse for pictures that are outside the mainstream getting nominated if for all the other characters uh, um, categories as well and that it's actually skewed to 44 to 53 percent higher it's gone higher the amount of categories that are taken from the best picture, like in the lower categories that are taken from the best picture nominees, as opposed to before they would throw out that, like what they did with the adopted screenplay or screenplay, they give it to Fargo. Or give, it was a way of, of, mm. of awarding a film that oh, was right. outside the mainstream. Now the film is rewarded the with the nomination. Tomei effect. Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah I mean, my too. cousin Vinny shouldn't, but she gets an Oscar yeah. for a very... Well, we talk about all, that all the time. Usually your your screenplay winner is your this is the best movie of the year. Pulp right. Fiction, Fargo, Goodfellas, right. that's the best film. Yeah, yeah. Other movies but they win can't best give that right. to it. Uh, they got to do the... Uh, they can't give it to it. Hudson Hawk. Right, yeah. Exactly. And I'd like to get on the August Osage <laughs> County bandwagon with Karen and say, not only would, uh, would I nominate... Uh, 
Julia Roberts, but Margot Martindale as well. She oh. was good. Who is who is the mo- so maybe one of the most authentic people in that movie? Mm-hmm. Uh, and I don't know a whole lot about her, but then I started looking her up, and she's like, all these sitcoms, doing all this crazy things. stuff. And I thought yeah. it was just this uh, really authentic uh, character in this role. So she she's fantastic, and you know, she didn't get in there, but I would I would who was think that, about Paul? it. Margot Martindale. Any relation to Wink? <laughs> oh, who knows? <laughs> maybe. Just once wanted again, to say wink, Mark. The internet is <laughs> You know, and they don't have the guy with the hair. He's not best supporting actor. Oh, Chris Cooper. Chris Cooper. No, That's Chris bullshit. Cooper. <laughs> Adam, you're the guy at the table who saw Inside Lewin Davis. Did one of the songs deserve a nomination? Oh, he's uh, Oh, did you see John's it too? Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. No, he's oh, Adam. Adam. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, Just for today. Well, let's see the songs Mike here. Mike Wright. <laughs> let's, let's bring down... Well, you got the Frozen from Let It Go. you got Ordinary Love from That's Mandela. Cool. you got Her... Uh, her? Uh, her? From, from from wait the moon song from her Ooh. sorry you have happy from oh. despicable me too and alone yet not alone from a movie of the same name that no well, one knows since we don't know well, all yeah, these, I think Adam so. just sing a little bit of each one and we'll tell you <laughs> uh, let's see I think ordinary ordinary love right is that how that goes Mandela that up. Mandela long walk to freedom okay so the question is lost <laughs> does one of the inside Lewin Davis songs deserve a place in yeah this? probably oh, compared to these these are all super traditional like yeah. end credits. Uh, yeah, or 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 exactly forty five minutes into a kids movie with Despicable Me too. We're all sad now, but yeah. soon we'll be happy. <laughs> right. Well, I, I bought the soundtrack after I went to see Inside Llewyn, Inside Llewyn Davis, so I was I would definitely nominate one of those songs. The song that he sings with his partner. And, and to verify, they're all original. Well, most. Of them. Yeah, most of them are original. Yeah, yeah. it's yeah, I mean, fantastic music. I don't know what alone yet. And they're and they're so is. different than like these the songs that are in it, like Frozen. Yeah. I mean, I don't know yeah. what the Frozen That's is, but it's got to be Disney. Everybody you know, knows that and, song. Let it go. Like and I thought one of the best scores of the year was Nebraska, and I can't believe that wasn't nominated. Ooh, who did the score for that? Wow. A uh, guy I've never heard of. Oh, yeah? <laughs> cool. I'd love wow. to shout his name out on the show, but I, don't, I forget what it is. Schmall Schmestin. That's who it yeah, was. Yeah, Schmall Schmestin. That's exactly Schmon right. Schmilliams. But I could, that's the only one I could still hum right now. Oh, wow. Hey, look at this. this John stuff. Williams did the Book Thief score. I didn't know that. Yeah. Did, and, and, did I mean, he usually that? only works with like two directors. I know. Yeah. Did anyone Wait. see that? Uh, no. Yes, no. I did. Oh, you did. Good. Yeah. It was Good. depressing. You did. Right? Super depressing. God. Worth it though. How is that not best yeah, picture? Yeah, yeah. That's Nazis and stuff, right? Yeah, Holocaust. <laughs> and, a, and like a orphan. <laughs> it's everything. Well, this year yeah. Oh, and that's not and being reading. able to read. Yeah. That's everything. It's everything. You're right. Dude, that's, that's, the, that's clear in the that's table. That's the quadfecta. <laughs> I mean, if word? you're going to nominate only nine, at least get the and the, the you know, the Holocaust movie in there. You make good points. Give her AIDS, man. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, illiterate nine-year-old AIDS-riddled girl in the Holocaust. There's your movie. Yeah, <laughs> you know, we made a, we made a joke earlier <laughs> about uh, the lack of because uh, someone immediately ranted about the lack of diversity in the nominees. Yes, you know, obviously, Twelve Years a Slave is a number of uh, of black actors and directors nominated for that. Do you think there's a Latino shortage? Look, no, Damien Bachir this year. There's always a Latino shortage. <laughs> Come on, I don't work at Depot. I don't work at. Uh, okay, that's it. outside. <laughs> <laughs> outside right now. <laughs> American. Um, yeah, I would say, yeah, uh, absolutely. I mean, but I mean, there wasn't much going on with. I mean, unless you're going to nominate uh, uh, Bardem for the council. Yeah, what's There's the snub really, there, really? really for much. this year, what's the snub? How did I not see the counselor? That <sighs> looked great. I heard it was dog shit. So that's why I didn't get see it. I heard that was terrible. That yeah. film is get high and go see it. Oh, yeah? Yeah, if you have any. I'm not going to Now Adam's that. Oh, yeah? <laughs> I'm just saying. It's such a trip, that movie. All of a sudden, Adam's gone and his chair is spinning. <laughs> It's a me-shaped shape uh, through the uh, garage door, like Roger Rabbit. (laughs) 
<laughs> I think it's I think it's what Savage has wanted to be. The counselor is what Savage yeah. wanted to be. It's that. Oh, kind of, yeah. Well, I, I could tell from the trailer they did not know how to sum up their own fucking movie. So, oh. I, so that either means it's super interesting or super bad. Okay. I think. <laughs> can I can I put a vote in for my for her? That's my vote. Her? That's my oh, favorite that's movie good. of the year. No shit. Oh no shit. I yeah. heard it's that's amazing. the one I gotta see. I that's think I, I'll see. give you the screener if you want. I mean, uh, not legally. But, uh, <laughs> no, I will go over. see it in the theater. I've seen everything in the theater, and yeah. I will continue to. Yeah. I just but that's. It's my favorite. I, but I had to see Captain Phillips twice, so. Oh, but I'll get to oh, her. God, Do you that. think that she should have been nominated, uh, her, her should have had uh, oh, Scarlett Johansson? Scarlett Johansson nominated for Best Supporting Actress because, I mean, she's in the whole That's movie. A As a voiceover guy, yeah. I would say absolutely. Mm. And, and there was a groundswell for that earlier in the year people were talking about having her get nominated as a way of kind of what they want to do with Andy Circus when the Hobbit movies came out that he should have been nominated or Robin Williams with Aladdin, Robin Williams right. with Aladdin. Right. Right. Push exactly. she was to me that's the best she's ever done in yeah. anything wow she's so real and organic and touching and playful and just accessible in a way that you've never seen her in anything else when she's trying to be sultry or trying to Because her looks get in the way? You think? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Maybe for you, Lee. <laughs> no, I'd love to see, I'd no, rather see a, her on screen and say nothing. If I have my choices. I don't have a thing, I don't have a thing for her. So it's the me, opposite was, in this movie, Lee. The voice was fantastic. So I thought she should have been nominated. Well, fantastic. And she oh, was not the first wasn't. choice. Um, somebody else had actually Oh, been someone cast. was on oh, yeah, set. Samantha Morton. Samantha, Samantha Morton. And recorded most of the movie. Yeah, pretty much. The whole movie. Yeah, and I heard... Yeah. I but hate. her voice is too cold and British. They said, <laughs> they really did. They were like, it's it's a little, it's not, yeah. you know, it's not. You can't warm up to it because it's so British. Well, I had heard an interview with Joaquin uh, on Fresh Air just the other day, and he was talking about how he thinks most of the dialogue that he gave between Mortensen and him is is actually what's in the movie. Yeah, but they just went back and re- and recorded oh. Scarlett's part. They oh. brought him in to 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 sit outside the booth where Scarlett was recording and would feed him feed her some of the lines oh, okay. to have right. that kind of rapport but what he I'm sure he's right about the fact that most of his stuff because they're not going to have him sit there and do the entire movie all over again. That's you know how much money that wow. would be. And there is some controversy behind the fact that they required her to wear a bikini <laughs> while required. And also she had to rub his arm, his, his right? wrist. His wrist. <laughs> it was very Weird. bizarre. But, you know, uh, she's, call back. she's yeah. a professional. She's a professional. No, I'm sure you'll work with him again. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry about it. All right, well, let's, uh, let's uh, talk. stop talking about the best movies of the year and talk instead about... What did you see this week? So for best production design, well, we'll get to it next week. <laughs> <laughs> I saw Jack Ryan uh, Shadow Recruit. Oh, you did? I did. Is it enjoyable? It is enjoyable, but I can see why they pushed it from December twenty fifth to January. It gets a real. It gets a lot. Of, there's a lot of figuring. You know, there's movies a lot of where figuring. They figure, they figure, there's like long <laughs> figuring montages where they figure they've got to find this guy on the GPS, and we got to figure where we're going, and we got to disguise so and so, and we got to and you know long stretches of that at Christmas time, people wouldn't have mm, watched that, yeah. and they didn't even watch it in January. <laughs> a lot of figuring. So it's true. A lot of figuring yeah. in that movie. But I mean, Costner. Anything Costner. And the coolest thing about it was it came out of the, the theater, and there's a poster for Costner in a movie called Three Days to Kill, Days yes. to Kill. where he's a badass, yes. and he's kicking everybody's ass. What? And I'm so excited to see Costner back kicking ass all over the place again. Totally. I saw that trailer and wasn't really paying attention yeah, to it. Yeah, since I've seen the trailer. And I've seen the trailer for Three Days to Kill, and I'm not paying attention to it. And I'm like, why didn't, why didn't they use this to promote... Shadow Recruit. <laughs> this is a much better version of Shadow Recruit. Oh, it's not Shadow. Oh, okay. Yeah. I was like, this is a much better trailer for Shadow Recruit. <laughs> it is a... It, uh, yeah. You mentioning uh, Costner reminded me that I didn't see any movies this week, but I did go see Waterworld up at Universal, and it reminded me how much better that is 
the show than the movie. I thought That's they true. shut that down. It's a great down. show. It's a great show. It survived the Harry Potter uh, move-in. Yeah. Oh, it's staying? Oh. Yeah, they got rid of... Man, there's Terminate. a just big hole at Universal Studios Hollywood where they're building Harry Potter. They got rid of the Curious George play zone. They got rid of the Splash Zone. They got Gibson rid of half the Q line. are all placeholders. They got right? rid of the Universal Amphitheater. Holy oh, oh, The Blues Brothers played, where Steve Martin used to play wow. when he would do that. Yeah. It's kind of harsh. Kind of. Did they keep the Mummy Three ride? Jesus. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> it was a Mummy One ride. Oh, was <laughs> it? Yeah. Um, now I saw something very unfortunate this weekend. Uh-oh. Uh The uh, TV version of Pulp Fiction. Why would you do that? You, it's oh, the biggest oh, waste of time. Yeah. I, TBS. Please tell me it was just on in the background. Now, now, do you have that on DVD to pop in? Yes, I had. I know. Oh. And I, TBS, I appreciate the effort, but the there was just time. nothing left of that movie. Yeah. There was just. It's like watching Scarface. You know, it's, yeah. On it's, TV, there's no point. But it's so weird. Like I, like I, at Christmas, I gave some DVDs out to mom and dad and stuff like that. And but, but every Christmas, I also discover one from last year that's unopened. Oh. And so, <laughs> what one didn't they? And, they... And it, but I just realized, like people just love watching it on TV. Like uh-huh. I, I'm not gonna open that and go put that in. What right. I'm gonna do is I'm gonna tape it. Or I'm going to watch it, or it's on Saturday nights, or whatever, you know, Mr. Ed, or whatever. <laughs> but uh, uh, anyway, so it's just funny. It's like, I'll watch it on TV, even though this is the I've, worst version with I've commercials. I've said this before. A <laughs> uh, few good men will come on TV, and a few good men will be on TV six feet in front of me, and it'll be on DVD six feet behind oh, me. Yeah, no. But I'm not going to go put it in. I'm going to suffer through the three-hour version of it with commercial. I don't know why I do that. I don't either. I don't get do it. you yeah, do it? I, we, no, no, we get rid of cable, so well, yeah, we can just I, watch I don't, I don't come want. across anything. No, but this is commercial television. That's what I'm saying. I will sit through the yeah. commercials on TBS. Oh, yeah. Do you do this, John? Oh, yeah. Why? Yeah, I, I, here, I'll explain it to you, and this is what I came up with. We are hunter-gatherers, so we have to have collections of things, right? Yes. <laughs> but we're also essentially lazy. So when we sit in front of the television, <laughs> we are not going to get up, un, uh, you know, unpack the DVD, put it in. Too much trouble. I'd rather sit and let that TV give me what I need rather than the get up and do yes, it. Yes, but I feel pride in my collection. So you can <laughs> you exist on both sides. I, I I think that's actually probably very accurate because the squirrel that is in front of me yes has already been killed <laughs> and skinned. The two behind me they're still running around. I got to chase them down. I'm gonna right. screw yeah. that. Right. I'm gonna eat this one. Okay. <laughs> did you see anything this week, John? I did. I saw I saw Jack Ryan, and I agree, oh. I agree with you completely. Everything you said is exactly right. It's not it's not great, but it's not bad. It's no, not it's as bad as the t- reviews said. Pine's good for yeah. reimagining the character. Kira, you know? surprisingly, yeah. very good with an American accent. I, I think she should that. just do that yeah, for every film. She's, she struggled a little bit with those R's to make yeah. it sure they, they got no, I'm not saying anything negative. Yeah, yeah, I won't say anything negative, but yeah, she's struggled with the R's, absolutely. <laughs> but I also saw um, Dallas Buyers Club, which I absolutely loved and yeah. didn't expect mm-hmm. to good. love. Like I, t- yeah. I thought it was going to be a Lifetime AIDS movie. That's cool. The Blind Side for AIDS, and it was not no. that at all. Oh, that's awesome! <laughs> that's what I, that's what, oh, it was great. That <laughs> that's Please perfect. hire me. Please hire me. That is perfect. Uh, and the one that I saw that I really loved this week was Wolf of Wall Street. Oh, I yes. can't wait! Absolutely, uh, right? that yes. thing. That, that is thing, a fucking movie. It's a fucking three-hour. And when you're done, you're like, wait, you're exhausted. You're like, well, how, how is this over? How is yeah. it three hours? That's not possible. There's that's, a that's whole Marty. section where you can't breathe, yeah. and there's a whole section where you laugh your ass off. Yeah. They make you feel like you're with him as yeah. part of his crew through the whole up and down roller coaster Sweet. craziness. It's fantastic. Fantastic. Yeah, and I wanted amazing. to turn around and go back and watch it again. How again. I have. I how, watched it again. How hot is his second wife? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. What an introduction. Margot Robbie. Is that her name? 
She's Australian. Remember it. Ridiculous. <laughs> she's like a better looking, younger Jamie Presley. Yeah. That's yeah. even yeah. amazing. She's like a little tiny, oh, poor Jamie perfect Presley. No, nothing against woman. Jamie Presley. <laughs> oh, my God. People get old. She happens. Career. <laughs> 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 I'm dead in this I, town. I can't laugh. I'm sorry. Did I, oh, did I say that or did Adam say that? <laughs> I didn't mean it. You thought it. It came out his face. Such a lead line. Fake Matt Damon. That's what we're saying. Isn't that right? Fake Jamie Presley. The Wolf of Wall Street is absolutely fantastic. And I get so angry at the moral high ground people are taking about I that know. movie oh, you're really? glorifying this guy's life okay have you seen the movie because yeah. yeah. it's not it's glorified no at all. <laughs> yes know. he suckers people out of money but people are stupid enough to give him the money it's yeah. america he calls them on the phone yes. and they don't know him and they give him money right and They're it doesn't suckers. go Wait, well that works. for him <laughs> apparently i'm sorry to people whose actual families were like the, of course you're sorry about that but then again they willingly did it. No one yeah. made them give the money up. He didn't steal the money from them without exactly. them knowing about it. Do we need it. to start like bitching about the people? Oh, well, you know what? This guy, so-and-so, was uh, the slave owner for Solomon Northrop from 12 Years a oh, Slave. Right. So we need to start writing articles and being all pissed about that. Like, right. I understand that people were pissed that this dude took their money, but it's a fantastic movie. It really is. About, yeah. you know, and you can't deny that. And DiCaprio's a goddamn tour de force in that movie. He, oh, can you say that? Yeah, absolutely. He does things that I don't even know how to know how to do. I don't want to give it away to these guys who haven't seen it, oh, but yes. okay. the whole yeah. thing of going down the stairs, Ugh. how do you know how to do that? I, this, how this, does that? Who knows? It's so funny you bring that up because I forgot that I was going to say this on the on the show today, is I think that that should be your graduation from any acting school you go to. It's amazing. You have to effectively do that scene, yeah. <laughs> that kind of flexibility and intention and purpose and before realistic. you can graduate. We will just realistic. call it the Quaalude scene and you'll know what we're talking about. Oh, exactly. Where do the Quaaludes lemon, go? I hear about them, but you can't get them now. <laughs> <laughs> have you seen the movie yet? No, but I always they hear about Quaaludes and they were great. They they could get them either. Yeah. Do they explain that in the movie? Yeah. Oh, they do. Yeah. Yeah. You get enough money, you'll get the Quaaludes. Yeah, they explain why you can't get them. All right, well, let's uh, wrap things up, everybody, with the wild and the wacky and Karen's weekly look at the Ooh, birthdays birthday. of those who make the movies. Karen? Paul said this is going to be wild and wacky. I, well, let's hope so. <laughs> <laughs> to start off our wild and wacky weekend of birthdays, let's say, wish a happy birthday to Bill Maher. Happy oh, birthday, Bill Maher. Bill Maher, the science guy. <laughs> Bill, 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 Bill. Who turns 58 but can play anywhere from Ann Coulter's arch nemesis to the man who brought us Christine O'Donnell. <laughs> Wait, aren't they the same person? <laughs> One's a lot angrier. I'm not a yes. witch. And Coulter's not a witch either, apparently. One's got an Adam's apple, the other doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone knows him from his Emmy-nominated TV show, Real Time with Bill Maher. But did you know he holds the record for the most Emmy nominations without a win at 32. Ooh, wow. Every year he's in the mix, man, and every year it's a daily, yeah, too daily show. Right? It well, it's Daily Show wins. So the I don't know Susan how. Lucci. The Susan Lucci. I was just going to say that. The <laughs> yeah, Susan Lucci. That's because Lucci Daily Show TV. isn't as hard edge as. Bill Maher's no, a little more hard edge. It's, 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 it's more of a comedy right. show. Yeah. yeah. Right. Bill has also had quite a movie career before he started pissing oh, off yes. the religious right. He's in a great movie. Yeah, so let's just ask <laughs> Does anybody know a couple of the movies he was in? DC Cab. Absolutely. DC Cab, right. Piranha Women in the Avocado Jungle of Death. <laughs> Cannibal Women. Cannibal Women in yes. the Avocado Jungle of Death. Uh, Ron Scott from Miami yes. University is one of his favorite movies. <laughs> and it is great. That's fantastic. It is this totally like cheesy, you know. I haven't seen it, but that's what IMDb said. It's made to be like a ridiculous, uh, you know, I mean, it's explorers and stuff. But but Bill Maher's in the middle of it with his delivery the whole way through. It's really <laughs> He was also in a TV, made-for-TV movie version of Club Med. And oh. something called Rat Boy. 
heard he's in a movie called The Pizza Boy too. I've oh, this heard. isn't the this isn't the Jungle of Death. <laughs> oh, you, you really are cannibals. <laughs> Bill, you mean to say you're cannibals? Okay. <laughs> Bill is also a strong advocate, as we all know, for the legalization of marijuana, which I understand now why he made all those really bad movies. You'd have to be high to make those movies. <laughs> That's true. Marijuana Bowl, yes. Seattle, and. Uh, that's Washington and, and <laughs> Colorado. Next up, let's wish a happy birthday to the very sexy Katie Seagal, who turns 60. Oh, Get the fuck out 60. of here. 60, I know. Jeez. She looks hot. Still looks hot. Okay. She looks play, slamming hot. She can play anywhere from, uh, from the hysterically animated wife of Married with Children to literally being animated on Futurama. Hmm. And she's hot in Futurama, too. I know. Ridiculous. Yeah. Even with the one eye. One eye. Oh, still hot. And Sons of Anarchy, Total right? Boobies. And Yeah. Definitely. Two boobies, one eye. Two boobies, that's, one eye. That's the magic formula. Wow, she, she's she's been in, in after show after show that's all syndicated. Like she, she's in she's, like three syndicated yeah. shows. She's doing really great. Matter of fact, I read a really I didn't even write this down, but I found it interesting. When she auditioned for Married with Children, she read the script and she had her lines and stuff, but she was like, you know what? I feel like I need to do something more with this character. And she came up with that whole idea to make it sixties. For the audition, wow, she wow. wore the wig and the hair huh. and the sexy outfit and didn't say anything about that in the script. Ballsy, man. Yep. You, that's how you gotta do it. Who could that's go instinct. for? Who yeah. could go for watching Married with Children right now? Like I could just totally right? watch that anytime. It's so funny. <laughs> she has quite a diverse career. Did you know that she is actually a singer and quite an accomplished singer at that? Because she has been singing backup for a bunch of famous people. Do you know a couple of the famous people she sang backup for? I don't. We saw her at the Hotel Cafe here. Yep, yeah. she did a cabaret show. Now, one of them, the first one, was she was dating Gene Simmons from what? Kiss. So Kiss. From Kiss, and wow. she started singing backup for him, and then also got gigs with Bob Dylan. But half the band was fired uh, just a week before they started their tour in 1978. So she was fired by Bob Dylan. She also sang backup for Tanya Tucker. So she has various wow. musical Tanya styles. Tucker. Tanya Tucker. And Bette Midler. Oh, wow. I would love that kind of gig. That would be awesome. So I, th I thought that was very cool. Uh, and lastly, let's wish a happy birthday to the lovely and talented Lorenzo Lamas. Yes. Oh. Who turns 56 and can play anywhere from a Latin American heartthrob to... Yeah. Lorenzo Lamas. <laughs> Mr. Lamas is probably best known for his work in the TV series Falcon Crest, where he played Lance Cumson. And what, 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 time out. Yes. What? Lance, Lance Cumson. It's perfect. It's spelled C-U-M-S-O-N. Not, <laughs> not since Pussy Galore we had such a subtle it's suggestion of sex in so a name. So perfect. He's, he was actually very uh, proud to announce that he has appeared in all... 227 episodes of the series. The only actor to do so. Oh, wow. 227 episodes of what? Falcon, Falcon Crest. Where he turned, down, he turned down the role of Duke Jizzbag <laughs> <clears throat> to play Lance Cumps. Also, you may remember him as he did appear in some movies. He played the jock in Greece. Yeah, indeed. Yeah, the very oh, really? big dumb. Yes. Mm -hmm. I wonder if you're going to name the one movie that I remember him in as a boy. Name it for me because I don't have any more. I don't know the name. Uh, <laughs> it's a wrestling movie where he played a wrestler. Uh, what? John, you just perked up John's interest. What? A, a real wrestler, not not a big time. Vision wrestler, Quest. Like a, like a, it was it was the oh. it was the it was uh like a wrestler. It was a counter was it, to Vision wait Quest. Wait a minute, was oh. it Body Rock? Body uh, Rock. Was it that There's now? no Jamie no, here. No. Wasn't he in like a TV show with a motorcycle? Yes. Yeah, Renegade. Well, Renegade. 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 Yeah. Oh, I learned also that in oh um God. 
and recently, in Renegade, he had long hair, but recently he needed to redo the look of Renegade, so they had to use fake hair because he no longer had it. But for those of you who are concerned that you haven't seen enough Mr. Lamas lately, don't worry. He's currently in post-production for a, I believe, possibly straight-to-video release of something <laughs> called Bro, What Happened? So that's exciting, Lee. Come I know on. you're concerned. There's no about way that. that's not going. That's to a great title right? for a whatever. Right? I'm like, like, bro, what happened? <laughs> what happened? Bro, what happened? Shouldn't Sean William Scott be in that? I think. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And also, Lee, I know how much you know that I love yes. celebrities singing. So we're gonna wrap up birthdays and I know this about you loving what you love. Yes. What I love. Uh, we're gonna listen to the dulcet tones. I was gonna do Katie Scowl, but she can sing, so it's not fun. Yeah, exactly, not fun. Now What's, Lorenzo Lamas oh. singing the okay on the top Billboard Mwah. 100 made it to number 85 at what? the top of the Billboard Billboard charts from the film Body Rock. Here's a little no fools like me. Oh, so singing to us, Lorenzo Lamas. That wraps another movie nah. showcast, everybody. Together we are the Movie Guys. Individually we are. Yeah, All movie guys. Follow us at Twitter at the Movie Guys on Facebook at facebook.com slash the Movie Guys, as well as on YouTube, iTunes, and SoundCloud, Vine, Instagram, all that shit. LinkedIn, we're there. Uh, thanks to John Stephen Roca, everybody. <laughs> what, you, what can you plug? The new show or the yeah, any well, other uh, recent well, work? I can plug my website if you want to come and book me www.johns as in Stephen Roca.com R-O-C-H-A.com Listen to my work and if you want to book me to book the magic pipes and uh, would there be information there when you finally put the new show together yes there will be information there as well and I'm working on a new podcast which is going to be called uh, Hollywood Uncut ooh off the strip. Oh, so with me and uh, this publicist uh, Maureen, who's fantastic. She's Is it about so only circumcised Jewish people? Men? Yeah. Exactly. That's what I'm you're in a room. Of, you're in a room full of comedians. Double me. I, I, I knew. I know. We're ready for the penis joke. Double entendre. And thanks to Stephen Schultz for his writing contributions to the show every week. And remember, you can find everything we're up to at themovieguys.net. Thank you very much for listening, everybody. Dreams are made. Thank you.